What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here, back in here, back in here, back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to... Welcome to... Thursday night, Roski, the second running, running longest, the second longest running episodic program here on YouTube. We made it back. All right. Because you're in here with the Bruce Wayne, this is the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious one, new, a.k.a. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas. And you're in the Desert Storm Bunker with EWF. Also, all of the other nicknames, which is CGAC God Allah, the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. All right, today's show will not be as organized as the other one because uh, somebody was actually um, somebody actually was in the chat asking me about the marriage will over and over again, and it had a thought. I had a thought. I said, you know what? I have not gone over the marriage will in a long time. All right, I have not gone on over the marriage will in a long time, and I said, this will be the show. Today will be the show that we're going to go over the marriage will and or the relationship will because the marriage will is undefeated. Anybody ever see the marriage will for all of my new people here? The marriage will is featured in the free agent lifestyle book as well. And uh, yeah, man, we got to do it live. We're going to do it live. This is going to be a great show for you. All right. Also, to contribute to today's show, dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the cash app, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel where you can super chat on the notorious CGA channel. And welcome to all, one and all, welcome the private investigator that is watching my show, or at least watching the replay at this particular point, trying to figure out what is going on? Wait a minute. Who are you? All right, so we welcome him to the stream or her to the stream as they're taking notes with their notepad to try to figure out how to derail the one and only King of Kings in this situation here, the Morpheus of the Mating Matrix. Not only that, it's Gregorio Greybeard, better known as the Prognosticator and many other nicknames. I'm trying to remember all the nicknames at this particular point. And uh, yes, just call me EWF. All right, every woman's fantasy. So anyway, uh, great show for you lined up today. So um, let me get to see if there's any earlier contributors. I know I didn't put up my stream early on with anything. So I know people are like, is he on today? What's going on? Where's CGA? Well, I did have an hour and a half phone call that went way longer uh, than I anticipated. So it did uh, hamper with a little bit of my show today in preparation of today's show. But nonetheless, we're going to kick it with you in here today. And it might be a short show because I went long dong Donkey Kong on y'all this morning. All right. So I want to, uh, because the stream, yes, the stream this morning is vital. The stream this morning is vital. So I want to give you guys time to watch that morning stream if you didn't watch that morning stream. So you can fix it somebody's binds today. All right. Uh, shout out to uh, the person here that jumped in here. What are we doing here? We got El Jefe. He says, do men lose all their leverage in marriage? Hey, well, that is the doc, the Dr. AMG in the building. Do men lose all of their leverage in marriage? I would say men lose the majority of their marriage, uh, their leverage in marriage. Um, because at that particular point, we'll go over this kind of going over what's what and, um, uh, for people who may have want to get married, you maybe want confirmation as to why you don't want to get married. You're interested. Maybe you're a woman. We have women that actually is in here, uh, women that 
want to get married. There's women that have been, been, been married and divorced. There are married people here like Dr. Thunder that are kind of seeing what's going on in their marriage. Maybe you're seeing your marriage turn south. Many people have watched my show and they were married and then they watched me as they were getting a divorce, right? And then they watched me as a divorcee. Some people are in here completely married and uh, they can actually give confirmation as to some of the things that I'm going to tell you about in this marriage will. But the reality is, do men lose all leverage in marriage? Absolutely. The minute you propose, the minute you propose, you've lost leverage. You've lost leverage. The minute you propose, you've lost leverage. You get down on bended knee. You've lost leverage. You've lost the entire thing. You've lost control of your schedule. You've lost control of planning for the future of your life. Um, if your wife is of the, of the synagogue of Satan, as we call it, but of course that could be taken the wrong way. But if she's a Satanist or a witch or a Wicca, or she's of the secular world and out of the world in the order of the Lord, if she's an agent of chaos and an agent of the state, you've lost all of leverage. Uh, the minute you walk across that aisle or sign that marriage certificate, you've lost all leverage. Okay, so now, not all of it, but you lost the majority of your leverage. So what you'll tend to do is you're going to have to fight her, her social circle, her friends, her aunts, her uncles, her cousins, her, her parents. You're going to have to actually start, you know, understanding that she's going to get influenced by them at some particular point. She's definitely going to do it. So uh, really consider what this uh, thing that you are taking on, because like Matt Walsh said, you know, marriage is the bedrock of all communities. These are their daily wire talking points that they have to stay on. Ben Shapiro and Stephen Corbett. No, no, Stephen Crowder. But it is the bedrock. I be Actually, I believe in love. I believe in marriage. I believe in marriage. I believe that if you want to have kids, the marriage is the uh, marriage is the best place you should put your kids. So oddly enough, people think I'm anti-marriage. I'm anti-modern marriage. I'm anti-family court. But I think if you want to have kids, that's the best way to do it. Now, if you can't do it that way, you have other alternatives. But uh, once, you've, once you've taken that step, what you've done is you put your future in the hands of others. Indeed. And that's going to determine once you see, once you see the marriage will, you'll figure it out. And you don't have many people that are going to be looking out for your best interests. The church used to be a place that looked out for your best interests. You used to be able to lean on the church. And now the church got a little bit tiptoey and a little bit wussified. So there goes that. The church ain't looking out for your best interests. By the way, there is no God in marriage. So the church has no authority over your marriage at all. The state does. And essentially what will happen is since that uh, since you'll since you'll lose that, you'll have to actually um, your wife's influence, whoever influencing your wife is going to determine the direction of your marriage. Yep. And any future uh, money that you make is going to be dictated by the household. Uh, the woman's going to dictate these funds. They're going to dictate where they're distributed to. So you've lost leverage there. And if you don't agree then she sends you to one of the steps that we talk about here. All right, so has anybody ever seen this picture? This is a good photo here. Let me see if I could do it live. You see this photo? I think this is a great photo. Uh, this photo's been around for quite a long time. And this photo is basically unhappily ever after. If you Google it, it comes up. Uh, Google unhappily ever after. And what you're seeing is, you see the princess. This is, I believe, Snow White. 
and you have the princess or the prince, whoever was the prince in Snow White, and then you have the babies. What you have is the reality of what a marriage looks like. What we're told is that, there, you know, what we're told is if you don't have the experience, we're told what marriage should look like. And if it doesn't look like that, sometimes one of the spouses or both will be dissatisfied. And they're like, hey, I didn't sign up for this. We'll take you through the steps that most men go through and most women go through mentally in this, um, and, um, in, in this fight to try to figure out how to save their marriage. But this is uh, kind of the, what the reality looks like. And there was another video of a woman, actually, I wish I had it set up, but of a woman kind of backing up what I'm going to tell you what women go through in their marriages. I, 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 I don't have any sympathy or empathy, but I do understand what they go through. It is not easy. It is not always easy for them for what they go through. It is actually a mind F what they go through. All right, because all their lives, all right, so all their lives, they kind of been looking for this marriage thing. Right, they it's bit now. Generation Z women are a little bit different, but most women at some point they actually have had to imagine marriage. They're like, "Oh my gosh, what is my husband gonna look like? What is my kids gonna look like? Am I gonna be able to, uh, uh, you know, push forth my biological imperative as a woman and hatch a hatch a lemming, or or hatch a muskrat, <laughs> right?" And what is what is he going to look like? When is he going to come? When is he going to arrive? When is my big day? And there's a lot that goes into it. And into it, the fantasy plays in there. So uh, what my marriage is going to look like? And is he going to be great? And is it going to be wonderful? And is it going to be, it's going to be the best day of my life, my wedding. But then what happens is reality, right? Reality. So when, when people get this reality, which most of the time reality is, is, is what you get then people feel like there's a disappointment, a letdown. Wait a minute, my marriage isn't wonderful. For men, for men, what you'll think is your wife is going to be attracted and aroused by you at all times. Well, we could talk about statistics, but that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. You think you're going to have in-house punani, You think you're going to have in-house punani at will. You could just grab at her when you're ready, and you can push and shove. You just push her face into the pillow. All right, here, give me some. I'm ready. Well, that's not going to happen, okay? Much of your association will be sexless. Now, that doesn't mean there's no sex, but most of your association with your wife is going to be without having sex or intimacy at all. And that could be a little bit heartbreaking. That could be a little bit heartbreaking. You're like, wait a minute, I thought. And there's going to be times where she doesn't even want to talk to you, want to be touched by you, don't touch me, nothing. She don't want to deal with you. She don't want to hear with you and all of that stuff. So this is going to be a little bit of a disappointment for a lot of men as well. So you're going to have to make an adjustment. You would hope she makes an adjustment. You would hope you would make the adjustment. Meaning that, okay, I see where this is going. I see the reality of it. And I'll be content with it. And we'll just say we're going to build our kids to the future. All right. So this is the, the current modern romantic marriage. Current modern romantic marriage. All right. Everybody got that? All right. So let me check what's going on over here. People have high hopes. And unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can understand why people get dis- disappointed in what their marriage is. I can completely understand because we're told it's going to be one thing in it. And it's really none of that. It's really none of that. But really, I think the best marriages are the ones that stick through it 
um, and they understand what the the purpose is, which is going to be like kind of legacy of your kids. It's about the kids, and uh, both people have to actually be looking out for the best interest of the kids. Loud Pocket says, "Coachy, I returned my chick to the streets the exact time she turned into a staunch feminist." She took off that mask like Sting in WCW. So we're going to talk about that feminist thing. She took off that mask. And I want you gentlemen to know, I know uh, I should have did a poll. I should have put a poll up. How many men would like to be married one day? Well, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you guys got to understand, six months in one day, do not rush marriage. Do not rush marriage at all. Because six months in one day, all women can lie Good for six months. Many of them will be exposed by the, the six month in one day. So make sure you know that and don't rush in there. Only fools rush in. This is going to be the most important decision of your life. You got it? The most important decision of your life. All right, before we get in there, I'm going to show you this uh, story right here that, uh, again, this is another thing that's going to like mess people up. I don't know why it does this. Why do these things do this? All right, so here it is right here. You guys see this on the screen? We'll do it live. Uh, this is a woman here that uh, a new mom, a new mom, it says, I regret having a baby because I miss watching Netflix and having alone time. You know, reality is stranger than fantasy for sure. So you got to think how far a person have to have to go to be able to have a baby and get married. And this is how far they went. She went as far as to carry this baby to term, decide to have the baby. Well, first actually conceive the child and then just carry the child healthily deliver the child and then say well this is how flimsy particularly and we're talking from men to women i'm sorry yeah we're talking from men men to men ladies we don't give you the male the woman's perspective over here that much but you gotta think about how flimsy women and their decision making is and you got to consider your future that you're betting that this flimsy ass fickle woman is going to keep her word and not mess your life up. Mm. <laughs> right? This is how far that you got it. This is how much work you have to do. This is how much faith you have to have in your partner. Because, yes, they can get selfish sometimes. Lots of times. And you can't, you know, you won't understand it. But it says right here, the new mom admitted she's having difficulty adapting to parenthood. As she says, she was much happier when she was alone. Yeah. I'm not happy. Fickle. <laughs> fickle, fickle, fickle. And I don't think this is the real woman. Maybe this is stock stock photo. I'm not sure. But a woman has opened up, opened up about her struggles navigating parenthood as she admits to missing her old life, which was filled with alone time and watching Netflix. The new mom, whose daughter is now 10 months old, asked for advice on a parenting forum, Mom's Net, where she said she couldn't shake the feeling of regret, even though her baby is lovely, sweet, and independent. Just wait, it's going to get worse. She opened up about her previously uh, peaceful life, explaining how she was happy when she would come home from work, have dinner, and travel alone. But now her life has completely changed after giving birth to her daughter, saying she fears that the con constant sense of responsibility, as well as having to be alert at all times. It says right here, other parents reassured her and said things will get better eventually. 
as she settles into motherhood. It says right here, the unnamed mother said, my baby is 10 months old and I love her more than anything in the world. I constantly worry about something bad happening to her. She is lovely, bright, sweet, and quite an independent child, but I just can't shake the feeling that I regret having her. (laughs) I just want to go back to my old life. I had quiet, peace, unexciting life, and I think that's what I like. I'm very much introverted, self-contained person, and I was always happy just being by myself, working from home, watching Netflix in the evening, enjoying nature, having dinner out now and again, maybe a holiday once in a while. She also urged other parents to share their experience in hopes that someone has felt a similar way. She continued, I don't like parenting. I think it's mainly the constant sense of responsibility. (laughs) Children with breasts. Uh, constantly having to entertain a baby, never being able to sit and relax and do nothing all day. Also having to be alert. I know having an older child will bring its own difficulties, but I'm wondering if I enjoy it more once I can reason with her a bit. I can reason with her a bit and she can entertain herself. Wow. Jesus. (laughs) Or I will always regret the loss of my old life. Wondering what other people have found. And there's a lot more to this story right there. People started to reassure her. It gets better and blah, blah, blah. Now, remember, (laughs) this is the woman that you rolled the dice on to carry your seed into fruition. And then she does the heel turn and she goes all postpartum psychosis on you. It could happen. It could happen to you. You just don't know. And if it happens to you, what do you do then? This is what Dr. AMG was saying. If it happens, then there's no nothing you can do about it. You can reassure her, oh, baby, it'll be okay. You can pick up the slack, but it doesn't matter. It's how she feels, and women are loyal to their feelings, yeah. And probably no daddy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's no daddy on this one. Okay, daddy. And that happens. Shout out to, can I say your name, Sean? Rob, he says, we need a societal halt on men kneeling before uh women to propose or she should kneel down t- with him to if she accepts reject society's narrative that our chivalry should be free with no rep- reciprocity and he says it's an old tired narrative at this point and i would agree with that I, and i was talking about this earlier i think what we're doing is we're trying to take old romance old tradition that really wasn't tradition at all and then we're trying to bring this into this new world. And it's it just the world's changing way too fast for these narratives. And yes, ladies, it's wonderful for you to get proposed to when you be like, oh, oh, I can't wait, can't wait. You know, I mean, yes. But now we're equal. We're partners. So some of these things are kind of passe unless you're in the elite class. Okay. If you are, if you're in the elite class, then that's different. Meaning that you're gonna assume some more of the traditional gender roles. Then, then it's gonna be different. But I think today, it's gonna be difficult for us to maintain this, especially if you're poor. Mister Moon, Joshua Moon says YouTube wouldn't let my super chat come through. All right, shout out to man. Damn, that's cold blooded, man. I don't know. New, 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 new world order. Is, is the super chat function? On? Oh, you know what? Uh. Is it on? 
I don't know. Maybe I'm demonetized. I have no idea, Ninja. All right, because ain't nobody super chatted. All right, so maybe that's what it is, Ninja. I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. You know me. I'm quick to lose on monetization. All right, so uh, let's see. You know how YouTube do me. We got Maryland guy, and then we're going to get on to the show. Maryland guy says, uh, what's up, coach? He says, what should I do if younger women ask for my IG and I only got like 50 followers on it because I haven't put in the time or effort into it? Well, you know, I don't know how old you are, so that that could play into your answer. Typically, I'm an older male, and, um, you know, I think, again, leveraging options is, is important. When you're in a, when you present yourself a certain way, they, you can kind of get away with not being IG oriented, right? They know you got one, but it's like, hey, man, I ain't got time to play on my IG. <laughs> so there's a super chat there. I don't have time to play on my IG. And to be fair, I've not had, since I've been on leveraging options as a mission, I've not had one woman, and I've, I've been with women as young as you can legally go, all the way up to as old as a nanny goat, not not one of them has asked me for my Instagram. So 41. Like, bitch, I ain't got no time to play on no Instagram, right? But you can say, listen, baby, I don't have time to play on Instagram. Next conversation. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next call. Now, some people are saying I don't have social media. Now, if you say that outright, if you say that outright, you're going to sound like a serial killer. So try to avoid that saying, I don't have it, because that would be a lie. I mean, almost everyone has it, but there are people who don't have it at all. So you got to reframe it. All right, my, my IG is for my friends and family. All right, maybe you can work up to that one day. But what they're trying to do is investigate you, measure you, who, you know, especially if you're dating younger women, they're literally trying to measure you by standards that, you know, listen, baby, I'm too busy out here to be playing on this shit, <laughs> right? Some women do find me and it does get them in check because I have a significant following on Instagram over a hundred thousand people, which is somewhat significant, right? So for them, they don't have that many. So if they do stumble upon it, they might look at the content, but they'll be like, damn, he's popular. So it ain't like I'm raging to a small audience. They're like, oh shit, this guy's somebody. But I think if you use these things, you're letting younger women try to measure you by a standard that 40-year-old people don't do. All right. Now, you know, just let them know, man. Listen, my social media is for my friends and family. Maybe you could work up to that one day. All right, but it's not, I'm not trying to play on my shit. I'm not trying to play on my Instagram. But uh, it is what it is. It's strictly business over there, and it ain't for you to know because really, honestly, it ain't for them to know. You need to be somebody of importance to come on my platform because we ain't got time for you to be over there with your feelings trying to hijack my shit. Anyway, it's one of those things. But again, yeah, that's what happens when you're dealing with youngsters. Bob says, if I knew about the RP while married, I will have run away or fall into deep depression. Even if sometimes it's hard, I'd rather know the truth. All right, shout out to you. All right. Yeah, man, that's what happens. That's what happens. We find out the truth. Let me go ahead and adjust my 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 uh, filter, and let's get into this marriage wheel real quick. And this is already the main event. 
Um, I'm not going to stay for two or three. I'm not going to stay for three hours today. Okay. Maybe I might. I have no idea. But we're already at the main event. God dang. We only talk about the marriage wheel. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I'm only talking about the marriage wheel. All right. I can't even find what my banner is on the marriage. Oh, there it is right there. All right. So for the new people, the new people who don't know, let me flash this up on the screen right here. This is the marriage wheel. All right. Anybody ever see this? Uh, I put this video out in 2018 as an impromptu video. I will make sure I pull this down. But I created this in 2018. And one of the reasons I created this is I wanted to show men that you can accurately predict marriage by looking at this wheel. Okay. And people that have looked at this marriage wheel, they have found out that I actually described their marriage in deep detail as if I was in the room with them. People are like, how did you know? Were you a fly on the wall? How did you know what I went through? Well, this has been conducted not just with my experience, but many, many other men's experience. I want to let you guys know once again, this is just not my prediction. This is many, many men that I've talked to, discussed, married men, divorced men, Right? It just doesn't mean I haven't just used divorced men in this situation. I've talked to married men. I mean, listen, I've been in deep, deep counsel and knew a lot of married men. I've actually considered married women in this in this wheel. But this position is going to be from the men looking at the woman's position. Remember, this is gonna not gonna reflect the woman's experience so much. It will describe some of her experiences. But it's not going to reflect her feelings. This is going to be seen from the lens from the man to the woman. Okay. And so you got right here. All right. We're going to we're going to break this down. But let, let me do this first. I got to do this first because I got to share it, reshare it and all this stuff. What we're going to do is go to phase number one. If you've never heard this, uh, welcome to this. Welcome to this enlightenment here. If you are a young feller, I want you to know that this is going to be as accurate as you're going to get as an understanding of what marriage is before you do it, before you even do it. All right, so uh, let me see here. We'll do it live here. Let me set this up here. This is going to be off just a little bit, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to enlarge this area here, and I'm going to focus on area number one, and it's going to be simple. This is going to be simple, and this is an important. All areas are important. Okay, all areas are important. Hold on for a second. Let me see if I can let me see if I can fix this real quick. All right, there, there we go. There we go. There we go right there. All right, look at this. Doing it live. All right, so area one is going to be on the upper right portion of your screen. This area is called the connection phase. All right, the connection phase. Almost all of us, all of us, except for the virgins, have been through the connection phase. So <laughs> this is the ops playbook. This is what they don't want you to know. So the connection phase consists of the lovey-dovey phase. You would not, you would call this somewhere where the honeymoon period is, where the period is you don't want to piss each other off, you're touchy-feely, you're, you're doing PDA, public displays of affection, you're kind of announcing to your family, hey, you know, we're, I think we could go all the way. Most people have been through a phase like this. If it, even in middle school, in high school, you've been through this phase. Now, this one where you're like, man, she the one. This is the one. And you start thinking about, man, what would our babies look like? Where could it go? Everybody knows this, right? Most people get to this phase, and then sometimes you fall out of this phase, which means you don't even get to phase number two. 
This is where I say 90% of relationships fail because most people fail right here in the connection phase. Because what happens is, womp, womp, womp. All right, you know, you start arguing, you stick around too long, you spend too much time together, and eventually it just falls apart. Somebody wants another mate. Somebody wants the grass is greener on the other side. Someone doesn't trust anyone. But most everybody has been here. Now, what happens is you go the next step, which is going to be, hey, let's get engaged. Let's plan our life together. Let's go the distance. Let's have a wedding. Let's get married. So the connection phase is important because you can't get to anything without this connection phase. And the connection phase is what's going to get men to think that this wife is, this is going to be your girl. What's going to happen? You're going to have a lot of sex. Or you have none, you've had zero sex if you're a Mormon or a Christian. You've had no sex and you're trying to get to stage number two, right? So you can have some sex. But what will happen is you're seeing the best of each other. And we say people love bomb each other. People make promises about eternity. You start eternity. You start using the words forever. You're like, hey, we're going to go the distance. You start talking in fairy tales. You start talking neotness like children. Okay, so the flooding of sex. She's sucking you off. She's giving you access to her. When you see her, these are you see her at her best. She always has her makeup done, always has her hair done. You see her best face all the time. If you're away from her, absence makes the heart grow fonder. It's not out of sight, out of mind. You're texting each other. You're sharing deep, dark secrets. You might be given a promise ring. So there's a lot going on here, and it's very intense. It's nature's way to trick us into procreation. So some people think I'm cold-hearted, and I don't believe in love. If it is in love, but these are the stages that even your friend's going to recognize you're doing things that you normally don't do. In fact, you're doing things that you said you would not do. I never do this, and you're doing it. This is on both sides, male and female. I'll never get married, and then you'll start doing it. You start doing things, and you'll be like, oh, I thought you said you would never. No, but, but this one's different. She starts, she starts serving you plates at family reunions. Girl, you serving a guy a plate? She starts cooking you dinner. She starts swallowing your kids. Yes, she's going to swallow your kids. And it very well might be the first time somebody swallows your kids. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you know what? This is the one. Nobody's ever made me feel this way. Nobody's ever done that. Oh, she didn't look up all up under this. Pause. You're doing things like that, and it feels good. This is nature's way to trick us into procreation. This is what we call lust. You call it love. And you start making false promises. Hey, we're going to do this thing. So that's the connection phase. That's the connection phase. Um, she, she always has that punani shaved up nice and neat, maybe with a little bit of a landing strip. Them legs always shaved up. You're never going to see her with hairy armpits. You might even consider moving in, okay? You might even consider moving in with each other and cohabitating, which statistically is probably not the right thing to do. They used to call this shacking up back in the day. So some people even move in during this phase. And you rarely see people dating each other for more than two years and then moving in. It's normally, oh, man, we're hot and heavy after six months. And then you move in. Yep. You move in. If you have a long-distance relationship, please understand 
that you should not commit during this phase. Because what's going to happen is you're going to miss the person. I miss you. I'm talking to you, baby. I miss you. And you're like, all right, the only way I'm going to get to her is if I move to her and marry her. You got to be careful. Infatuated. Yeah. And this is the phase where everybody thinks of when you hear me saying, man, marriage is crazy. You're like, what? What about love? I'm going to get all this love. The woman says, I'm going to get all these gifts. I'm going to get all these attentions. I'm going to get attention through engagement. I'm going to get a wedding ring. I'm going to get an engagement ring. I'm going to plan a marriage. I'm going to get a wedding. I'm going to get a dress. I'm going to get everything that I imagined when I was 12 years old. When I was 15 looking at bridal magazines. It is my moment. It is my big day. I'm finally going to do it. Marry me. All right, marry me. This is going to be it. She wetter than Niagara Falls every time you go down. Every time you go in there and you enter, slide in her, she wetter than Niagara Falls. All right, she craving it. Come get you some. You can take it anytime you want it. In the morning, in the evening, if I'm here, just take it from me. Yeah. Everybody knows this, right? You ever had that, gentlemen? You're sleeping in bed, and she rolls over in the connection phase. She rolls over and says, by the way, you could take it anytime you want it. <laughs> She's like, anytime. If you wake up at three in the morning, just go on and take you. Just go on, go on and take you some. And you're like, really? Really? Me? Too aggressive? <laughs> yep. She was like, just slide my panties over and you can go on and get it. Yep. Really? <laughs> right. You wake up in the morning. Oh, you're like, oh, man, there she is. She's snoring. She said I can get it when I want some. So you tap her on the shoulder. She stops snoring. You're like, okay. You reach for the panties. You pull them to the side. She ain't saying nothing. She just shimmies her booty right over onto you. You're like, oh, yeah. Slide in there. You give her your five strokes. Roar! All right. Okay, daddy. She don't say nothing. You're like, oh, damn. You finish up. Get your stuff. Roll over. She don't say nothing. All right. You're like, this is fantastic. I'll just could get it whenever I want. She's sleeping. Just pull her stuff to the side. I can get it. That's what's going to happen in the connection phase. Right there. Right there. Take it when you want. Anytime you want. Get him, daddy. <laughs> and you're going to be like, man, I better marry this bitch right now. I'm going to the, let me go down and get me a ring. Let me go down and get me a ring right now. She'd be like, I am spotting a little bit. Just put down a towel. You'd be like, hey, baby, come on. In. I, you know what I mean? Am I going to get something tonight? She'd be like, yeah, um, I was planning on it, but I'm, I am spotting. Just don't want to let you know. Don't get wigged out about it. I'm spotting a little bit. We could just put down a towel. Oh, really? Yeah, as long as you don't mind. Oh, I don't mind. She's like, come on. She jump on the bed, bloated, cramped, spotting. She don't give a damn. You just a... You tearing it up. She like, oh, yeah, hey, hey, take it. Okay, daddy. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for it. That's what I'm here for, baby. 
It's yours. You like, man, I done hit the jackpot. Man, I'm about to marry this woman right now. And then you go to your friends. Man, I think I'm going to marry her. And your friends be like, what? Ninja, what? Are you crazy? You ain't marrying her? You crazy? Oh, bro, she the one. She the one. Bro, I know she the one. How she the one? I know it. <laughs> she let me get it anytime she won't. She ain't never turned me down. We've never had an argument. We've never argued about anything. She let me get it at three in the morning. She just lets me get it. Man, ain't nobody I got to have it. Right? Everybody knows that, right? So that's connection phase. And she suckers you in. Sucker. You're going to think this is going to be your life forever. And it's not. Mm. I'm just here to tell you, spoiler alert. This is going to be a bait and switch. She's not going to do this. She's not going to carry this on. This will end. This will end. And it's going to end with a big old giant thud. We'll talk about it later. (laughs) All right. We'll talk about it later. How it's going to end. But she's going to retract that contract. She's going to retract that contract, Ninja, and you're going to be stuck on stupid. And I'll tell you when she does it right here. Let me check on the Super Chats real quick. Okay. <laughs> she gonna pull back. Where the ladies at? All the seagull ladies. All the seagull ladies. Get your hands up. Uh oh. <laughs> they ain't talking about it now. All right. They listening though. They listening. Somebody says this is one of the few times women plan further ahead than men. Yep. This is one of the few times that women plan further ahead than men. We got no government name here. And he says, uh, what did you say here? PayPal bugging out. He says, uh, I don't understand why people are so concerned about lonely men. We men are at war more than the Gen Z and the military. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, men are really like to be alone. So I don't know. Like, are you, are, are, listen, don't, don't, don't invite me to a good time. What is the phrase? (laughs) All right. Kaylin says, Coach, in your opinion, how can a man get more sex from his wife without having to cheat? Good question right there. Uh, you just be a good boy. No, I, I, really, don't, I, I really don't think uh, sex and marriage is goes hands in hand, hand in hand. Because I think if we get into the idea that men have to always perform and buy into doing things to get sex from their wives, I think then you have to ask, why is he married? Why would why wouldn't he stay single and do the exact same thing? Because here it is, right here, sex is used as a reward. What can he do to get more sex? Oh, well, he needs to do chore play and he needs to help around the house. And if he did just a little bit more, and if he bought a trip and took her on a special trip, all right, then it goes into the reward model. And I'm like, I don't think reward sex is good for marriage. It's not. It's just gonna always keep you in a situation where you have a burden of performance. Now, the things that she gets is not based on um, you rewarding her, although rewarding women for their good behavior is absolutely a good thing. But then it also indicates that you're paying for her, right? So I just don't, yeah, don't threaten me with a good time. That's it. So I don't think it, the man should be, what, is it, what was the question? What can a man do to ensure that his wife sleeps with him? 
How can a man get more sex from his wife without cheating? Okay, that's what it was right there. Um, the longer a marriage goes, the less sex there's going to be. And this is generally speaking. This is generally speaking. Once it gets to this point, men, you better have a plan. You better have a plan on what you want from your marriage. Lamont James says, I want a man that's emotionally available. Translates to, I want all the Chads and Tyrones that throttled me and left to actually care. Hit me with the buzzer. This is true. This is true. And uh, some of the things that we've been taught as guys, hey, if you put coats over puddles, if you pull out chairs, if you bring flowers, if you, if you pay attention, a lot of what those things leave out is this detail. It is not from the men who do that alone. She already has to be attracted to you in order for you to, so you're, she's attracted to you. You're able to get access to her. She wants you who she's attracted to, to put coats over puddles and to bring her flowers and chocolates and be considerate and pay attention and text her in the morning. That's what they leave out. She already has to be attracted to you. It can't just be some random guy that says, oh, and just to be fair, men have never been told that. Men have never been told that. We've always been told the way to a woman's heart is to be nice and respectful and simp and a friend and a homie lover friend. And we've been told if we open a door and pull out chairs that that's going to get us in the door. They left out the fact that she still has to be attracted to you. <laughs> so it's the guy that turns the table. Like uh, in, the, in the dating world, we describe this as a woman likes a nice mixture of a guy, him to be dominant, him to pull her hair. But she has to trust you to be able to get you to do that. In wrestling, they call it trusting the person with their body. In wrestling, two people are wrestling. You know, it's a, the, it's a, the, it's a theater act. But they're doing things to another person's body, pause, that they can get injured. So the other wrestler has to trust the other wrestler with their body. Hey, I'm letting you do this to me, but you got to do it right. Women are the same way. So if you aren't that guy, you can't pull her hair. If you're not that guy, chivalry doesn't matter. If you're not that guy, you're not going to be able to give her, she can't give you the ebbs and flows. So for instance, she wants the guy to be able to pull her hair and clap the hell out of her cheeks, but also turn into romantic lover. She doesn't want romantic lover all the time. You got to understand, women are not robots. She doesn't want romantic lover all the time. And you want to be, well, I'm a sensitive guy. And, ooh, ah, ooh, 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 ah, ooh, ah, ooh, 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 ah. And you're like, do you like it nice and slow? Can I touch you here? Can I kiss you there? Can I rub my fingers through your hair? All right, can I caress your chin? Can I bring it in slow? They're just trying to give her that. Ooh, ooh. You trying to give her that ooh, ah. No, nah, man. No. What she would love is for you <laughs> to be majority dominant, leading, initiating, okay? Flipping her, 
Not asking her, can you flip over here and put one leg here and put one knee up? I want to try this here. All right, put your shoulders down. All right, wait, your shoulders are too high. All right, push your head down. All right, your head is too high. Wait, 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 wait. Let me get on the outside of your knees, ass ninja. <laughs> are you feeling it? This is feeling good? She doesn't want that. That's going to dry her up. She's going to not trust you. She's not going to relax, right? She's going to be tight. Nothing, nothing, nothing going to be working. Now, she love it when a ninja be. All right, get up. Just flip. Just get, get over here. Just boom. Now, there's a fine line between that and domestic violence. So be careful. Then, then aftercare. All right, come here, baby. Come on. Cuddle up with me. Okay. Then one day you switch it up on her. She like, man, I'm going to get the dick down. And you come in there and you be like, you know what I was thinking? You bring a feather, right? You get the ice and drip it on her. You know what I mean? On her nipples. You know what I mean? You start giving her the stuff. She like, hey, you switching it up. You switching it up on me, all right? You put on the music and you put on your 112 or your boys to men or your Jacquez in the current. Or you put on your Jacquez. Or you put on your Summer Walker. Or you put on your India Irie. And you put on your goddamn... Your, 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 <laughs> And you like, oh, we ain't we ain't listening to the yin yang twins and you clapping my cheeks. Oh Lord, we not listening to the Migos. Oh boy. This is a treat. You rub her feet, put lotion on her shit. She like, damn, this up. Okay. I all right, all right. <laughs> she like, all right, yeah, okay. Oh boy, you really looking out for me now. You give her that one day, and then the next day you come back and dominate that ass. Push her face in the pillow, you know what I mean? But the next day, yeah, you give her that jealousy. You take it easy, put on that Maxwell. Couldn't I satisfy? You're the highest of the high. I know you don't. I'm falling in. All right. Wouldn't I sooner find? You're the highest of the high. You hit her with that shit. She like, oh, Lord, have mercy. She be busting on you. Bust, bust, bust. <laughs> All right, there we go. <laughs> anyway, and so that what happens, guys. They want this kind of, this is what they want. They don't want all ramrodding, and they don't want all lover. <laughs> they need a little bit. They need a little bit of all that. And so what you guys do is you try to cheat your way to, okay, I'm going to be the nice guy. I'm going to be the caress guy only. Then the other ninja, I'm going to be the throttle her back in her cheeks. and I'm going to be that only. <laughs> yeah, right? So, yeah, that's what it is. Somebody said, how is this free? Oh, man, I'm telling you, we're giving you game around here, the real game. All right, so let's give you this right here. Let's give you this. What happens next on the marriage wheel right here? Investment stage. So you go, man, this the girl, she the one for me. When she says, I like what you do with my body. I've never been touched like this. You got her. All right. So you want to double down on stupidity and say, let's start a family. Let's get married forever. My lady. It's like a dream. All right. You're going to go forever. My lady. You start thinking about what song. That you're going to play at your wedding. You go ahead and you get married. Now the, in, the connection phase. Is the cheapest phase you're going to experience. 
if you think the connection phase is an expensive phase, you ain't seen nothing yet. If you think this woman is going to be the next woman in the next phase, you ain't seen nothing yet. If you think engagement rings and weddings and vacations and honeymoons, if you think that's expensive, you ain't seen nothing yet, gentlemen. Because you about to open your wallet up or you about to be a slave out here. So let's go ahead and pull this up and give y'all the investment phase. All right, so you can see it. This is about to get expensive, but this ain't even the most expensive phase there is. But it's about to get expensive. The investment phase. So this phase is very important for her. In fact, she's thinking about this when she gets married. Her mother-in-law, her mother, your mother-in-law is going to tell her about this. Girl, make sure you get a baby out of her, uh, baby out of him. Girl, make sure he don't do this. Make sure he don't do that. Make sure he does this. Make sure you do that. Make sure you buy a house. Need to get this ninja to buy a house. Okay, your girlfriend is like, hey, Lisa, listen, listen, get through this phase. And if it doesn't work, you can always divorce him. And then you'll come up and you'll have a head start going into your 30s. But, but, but whatever you do, don't divorce him before you get through this phase. Now, this, in, this is inherently planned in every marriage. And this is why I say the divorce is planned before the wedding. Because everybody knows that a woman that divorces before this investment phase is seen to fruition. That woman has lost. If she, if she divorces a man before this phase, she's lost all leverage. She doesn't get a house, a car, alimony, child support, nothing. So she has to, and you will find that most marriages that end in divorce will always have gone through some point of this investment phase, at least one point, which is the kids. There has to be this phase. What's going to happen is you're going to co-mingle funds, right? You're going to have children. You're going to be trying to look at a house or a car. The bills will start to rack up. You will have family vacations, trips, school. Kids will grow up, braces, activities, right? This is the standard suburban community shit. At this point, at this point, it still won't be apparent that you're making a bad deal. All right, because even if you get through this phase and you're still in love, you, you won't be in love anymore. I'm just letting you know this right now. You'll probably in, to be in some sort of duty or obligation phase as a husband. But you will see the true side of her and it will start coming out. Some of these things you want to document because these will be the early red flags that will let you know what happens in phase number three. So these will be the red flags that you overlooked. You'll start seeing things and you'll start hearing things and behaviors will start showing up. And she'll never take accountability. Those, there's going to be a st- uh, some things that happen. You're going to look past these. There's, you're not going to really get it. But yes, you're going to spend way more money during this phase. And the initial phase, which is the connection phase, is going to be really the first two years, year zero to year two. The investment phase is going to be mostly year two with a slight overlap, into year 12. Into year 12, and sometimes even longer. So, yes, you're going to be like, hey, she's going to be like, uh, she's going to do something we call nesting. She's going to do something called nesting. When you do this, she's going to say something like, let's go to see open houses. Hopefully you have the kids before, I'm sorry, hopefully you have the house before the kids, but most people don't. 
but she's going to start nesting. She's going to also she's going to start talking about houses. She's she's not going to look at bridal magazines anymore. She's going to be looking at HGTV. Okay. Oh, we can afford a $300,000 house, a 400,000, a 500,000. This is nesting. She's preparing herself to be into motherhood in some particular form or fashion. And if she has her own money, it 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 could accelerate this process. But this house is going to be vital for her. Because if the marriage doesn't work out, she at least we, we at least have a house to bar, uh, to bargain with. She can at least get a house out of it. So she was gonna start nesting, and um, let's pop this back back up here. Then you have the house. Then you start having children. If you get into a house or if you're renting, but house is gonna be on our mind. I want a house. I want a house. I'm gonna be in the house. Okay, and then um. Then there'll be children, one, two, three, however, however many she wants to invest in, right? It's going to be that. Then there's going to be cars. Sometimes you bring cars in to the marriage, which is going to be important because that's your separate vehicle. If you bought that before the marriage, if there was a divorce, typically it's not split up. But if the cars are bought during the marriage, typically those are going to be split up. Bills are going to start to co-mingle. Most of the time in this point of the relationship, the man starts to pay into this investment without keeping receipts, okay? Without keeping receipts. So you're going to say, hey, I'm a man. I'm out of obligation. I'll pay the bills, the cable. I'm going to pay all of these things. But I'm not going to keep track. Now, that's going to be important later on. Okay, it's going to be important later on. You might want to keep track because when it comes to it, they're going to say, you didn't do shit. You didn't pay for shit. You didn't do. So you want to keep track of these things. Then there's going to be family trips and vacations. Most of the time, the man's going to say, okay, I'm going to put it on my credit card. Even if the woman says, hey, I have my own money. I have my own credit card. The majority of the time, ah, baby, I got it. Baby, I got it. You my sweetie pie. All right, you my honey. When the kids get over, they need activities. There's going to be hospital costs. This investment phase is going to be really expensive. But you're not going to care. Nobody's really going to keep tabs. But you'll spend way more money during this than, um, than in the first phase. But the money you spent here is going to be where the back-end payment comes from. So the money you spend here is going to be where the back-end payment comes from. So anything you get into the future phases, this is what you're going to lose or leverage or this, these are the things you're going to argue about in court okay, later on. Or these are the things that you're going to say, I'm not going to leave my marriage because of these things. You see, these things are going to be very important. I'm not going to have any more family trips. Oh, no, I'll stay in my marriage. I'm, I'm going to lose the house. I'm going to have to sell the house. Okay, I'll stay. My kids. I'm going to lose my kids or I pay child support. Okay, no, I'll stay. Or the wife will say, who's going to pay all these bills? I'm going to need some help with these bills. Okay, I'm going to have to sell my my sports car and get a minivan. Okay, I'll stay. You see these things? This is where the back-end payment comes in. So this investment phase is vital, but it's normally where the man loses track of things. You're going to lose track going to lose track of all concepts of things now let's talk about interpersonal relationship how it how are, are you going to act to each or towards each other well 
It's unpredictable. You can't predict it because the woman can still be cordial towards you, but not sexual. Or she can still be highly sexual with you and somewhat argumentative. She could be snappy and patient. And also, she can also focus more of her attention on the investment than or on what you invested in her as opposed to her, uh, you herself, you yourself. So say, for instance, you get a dog, children, a house. Well, that's all she's going to pay attention to the majority of the time. The children are going to be paid attention to the dog and the house. And all of these things need to be paid attention to. Also, there's no longer going to be public displays of affection. There's no longer going to be kissing in public, rarely even holding hands. And also, the people that the people that she lost track of when you were in the honeymoon phase are all of a sudden going to be reprioritized. This is just from the male's perspective. So the people that when in year zero through two, she never really went out with her friends much. She lost track of her friends and her family. By the time the investment phase comes in, the friends and family are going to be reinvited back into her life. So they're going to become important again because they're going to be like, girl, you lost yourself. Hey, what about us? This is where brunches, girls' nights out, potentially girls' trips, her family, family reunions. Most of the things you go to are going to be family-oriented, could be more oriented to her family more than yours. They're going to take the priority. So, so where does the husband come into importance here? Well, between all the field trips, the school, the volunteering, the football practice, the school, uh, back to school, her friends, her family, the dog, the house, the kids, the car. Ninja, you're going to be at the bottom of priority. Getting booty from your wife is going to be difficult at this point. You was getting all the booty you wanted in the connection phase. When you get to this investment phase, you're going to start getting less and less booty. And oh. Remember when she said you can take it anytime you want it during the, connect, the connection phase? If you so much as reach for her body during the investment phase without her consenting, you're going to get an evil look. You're going to get the eye look of death. You're going to get snapped at like that dog snapped at that one male dog. She's going to say, I smell like a bag of onions. I haven't showered in three days, and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing? She starts to lose arousal for you. You might have to start using things to keep yourself up or her aroused. She might start to uh, use sex as a reward or a punishment system at this point to get more investment, especially if there's children. Okay, so if you so much as reach for her body and grab her body, right? Grab her body, you grab her ass. Come here, and you grab that ass, she might snap at you. She's prone to snap. Her emotions are going to be up and down and unpredictable, and you won't know anything. Past trauma she could be dealing with, you could be not picking up your end of the bargain in any of that, okay? Now, that punani going to have uh, pineapple uh, prickles all over it. What is it like? You know, that punani that she used to shave all the time and have ready, it ain't going to be ready for you no more. It ain't going to be ready for you like that. Them legs going to have pricks on, prickles all over it like a damn cactus. 
She might fluctuate in weight because of the children delivery. She might not shower from Friday morning all the way to Monday morning, but she might offer you some punani then. Okay, so some of these things are going to happen. And remember, these are things that I've compiled of information amongst a lot of married and single and divorced men. This isn't all my experience. This isn't all my experience. So some things happen to some men. Some things don't happen to some men. But overall, the experience is somewhat the same. Right? (laughs) So she's going to reclaim her body. This is going to be important in the next phase. She's going to reclaim her body. Her body has been invaded for at least 2 to 12 years. It's been invaded by your salami. She hasn't had control of it based on how much she's giving you access. It's been invaded by foreign objects like children. (laughs) Her body has been pregnant. Her body has gone through trauma. Her body has changed. She's lost her way. She's going to feel some sort of way about it. Maybe low self-esteem. If it the body weight doesn't drop off, that's gonna she's gonna feel ugly. Then you, if she's a stay-at-home mom, you're gonna come home from work. She's still gonna be in her pajamas, and you're like, damn. She you still in your pajamas? Yes, I have postpartum depression. I don't want to be sexy. I don't feel sexy. I feel like trash. And then you will be like, nah, baby, I like you with a little bit of feminine fat. I like you a little bit chunky and thick. I like you with cellulite on your booty. That's not going to help. It's not going to help. She's going to be like, if she's a working woman and she has these things happen to her, it's double worse. So then she's rushing home to get time with the kids and the dog and the house and her friends and her family. (laughs) And then you're going to want some sex. She just getting home and don't be the ninja that don't help. You too incompetent to cook. You can't help. You can't pick up the kids. If you're that ninja, good luck out here. She's going to be hating you. This is when, this is when she starts talking shit about you to her friends. It's when she starts talking shit about you to her family. And this is what happens that women do not understand. Somebody says, uh, (laughs) Somebody says, even my wife laughed at the home all day in PJs. Yep. So what's going to happen is, in this situation here, she's losing arousal for you. She's kind of going all over the place. She doesn't even know who she is anymore. She doesn't, she's struggling with herself. She's not struggling with you. Her struggle is with herself. So what's going to happen is, eventually, you're going to try to understand her. This is where marriage counseling is going to come in. So she's going to have problems, but no solutions. And then what will happen is she'll forget that most of the things that she shares about your relationship with her family and friends are going to be mostly negative. She won't keep track of it, though. She won't understand because she's just airing you out. She's just feeling a certain way. She just wants to share her experiences. Uh, if, if, if they have mommy and me classes and PTA meetings and the, the women meet, meet each other at the bus stop and then get the kids on the bus. They'll all stand on the corner for 30 minutes talking shit about their husbands. But they don't realize they're doing damage to the relationship because much of what she's sharing with these people are negative. 
and they would be like, I can't believe you are still with him. I can't still, I can't believe you would be married to a guy like that. I can't believe he would treat you like this. Well, you can't blame people because you're not telling them the good. You're only telling them the bad. So they like, man, divorce this person. And then they will encourage you. Hey, I know a woman that got divorced and she got alimony and child support. She got blah, blah, blah. Oh, really? Really? And then, and then it's off the rails. So that's happening on the woman's side. On the man's side, you don't know because you haven't been prepared for this. Not only are you not prepared for this, no one's ever, you don't have anyone to reach out to to talk to about this. Much of it is going to be, you're going to start thinking, man, what am I doing wrong? She doesn't like me. And uh, you're going to get home. You're going to see her. She's going to be standing at the, the kitchen uh, washing the kids' spoons. And you're going to come up to her and you're going to wrap your hand around her waist. And you're going to lean in. You're going to give her a kiss. Hi, honey. And she might lean away. She might just stare. You're going to kiss her. She might just stare at the things she's watching. She ain't even going to look at you. Like, damn. She colder than a Russian winter. What did I do now? And you ain't did shit. She just in her, she just in her head. She don't know what the hell she's doing. She don't even know who she is. And this is where the planning starts. She's starting it off. Her friends are starting to tell her shit. Now, at this point, she could be having an affair. This is common. It's not the norm. It's common. She could be having an affair. She could be guilty about it. You can start having affairs. You can feel guilty about it, <laughs> okay? Because the bedroom's going to dry up. So this is where the bait and switch is going to be enacted. So then what you'll do is you'll start having affairs financially, emotionally, over social media, with your secretary. You know, theoretically, you got some girls at the junior college. She might be having an emotional affair with coworker, work husband, maybe a guy, her personal trainer, somebody that she's leaning on his shoulder. Maybe she went to girls' nights out, got a few phone numbers. These are the things that are going to start to happen. This is where the seven-year itch comes in. The seven-year itch. But the seven-year itch is more like the three, four, five-year itch. But right now, what you should do as a piece of advice is weather this storm. Okay? You need to weather this storm to get the true value of, of what a marriage is. And if your wife can weather this storm without divorcing you at the six, seven, eight-year mark or the three, four, five-years mark, you will get the true benefit of what marriage is because then you've sent your kids off to college. They got what they want. They've reached maturity. And then, then you can re-engage with each other and then even look forward to getting your kids through your, their marriage and then their children and then grandparents. See, that's what a marriage is. Not all of this. He doesn't treat me like a princess shit and he doesn't do this. And not all of this. She doesn't fuck me anymore. She's cold. Not all of this telling everybody your business all over social media and in your neighborhood. Not all of this, I'll just divorce them and take half. You got to get through this. You got to weather this storm. But most people can't weather this storm right here. So what's going to happen next? Well, we're going to talk about it, but I got to catch up with Super Chats before I get too far behind. And then we'll get into it. Spoon Zaza says, I haven't had IG since 2012. Gen Z out here taking L's because they never learn how to talk to a woman in person. Only online when they think they have, uh, it says when they have time to think. He says slow ass Gen Zers. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you're messaging people, it's somewhat unfair, right? Because you're having time to think. Yeah. 
Shout out to Love W says CG I'm 47 and told you earlier about the 43-year-old high school counselor with no kids, never married, and it's a size 26 and wants two babies. Wait, she wants to be your lady. She told me today that she don't give up the goods quick. Your take. Bounce. I don't know why you're sticking around with that. That is lost cause. She's a lost cause. She don't give up the goods quick. Yeah, I, I don't believe that. LaConcha says, told X, didn't want to jizz on her face, left in two weeks. <laughs> what? So I guess the ex told you that she don't want you to jizz on her face? Well, I think that's what you said. Yeah. Well, they'll let you do that up front. Joshua Moon, the marriage will, quote, he says, in coach's limitation voice, or imitation voice, it says limitation. The coach's imitation voice, oh boy. The marriage will and coach's imitation voice. I, I suck at reading sometimes. All right, Shinku says, coach ain't never lied. Here's your Frappuccino coach. Shout out to you. Thank you, Mr. Albert. People say men are bitter from divorce. No, we're traumatized, somewhat like a war vet. And uh, I think more people need to really pay attention to men who have been divorced because much of their only trauma in their life comes from this event. Most men, you know, unless they've been to the military or they're a virgin, most men's trauma comes from these events right here that I'm talking about because there's a lot of gaslighting. There's a lot of blame shifted towards him alone. There's a lot of duty for him to try to figure out how to get this shit on the rails. And what I was going to say is a lot of men don't have a friend group to share where he messed up. And most of his friends are simps. So if his marriage is off the rails, most people are going to say to the guy, oh, you just, you just got to hit it right, which is ignorant shit. Or he, must, he might say, um, he might say uh, bring her flowers or chocolates. Or he might go to the female friends who the wife has been airing his ass out. Straight airing his ass out. He will go to her friends and pull them to the side. Hey, man, my wife been bugging lately. Is there anything I can do? Now, remember, these are the friends that she been airing his ass out to. What do you think? How much help do you think is going to happen here? These are also the friends that know that the wife is cheating on him. So, guys, they ain't got no answers. <laughs> they ain't got no answers. That's the help. And you're not going to go to your mother. You're not going to go to your father with this bullshit. So, it, it, most men compartmentalize. We deal with it our, ourselves. And if you're really weak, you'll go to a marriage counselor and get aired out by the marriage counselor. <laughs> <laughs> So then you really uh, boo-boo the fool. Now you really willy lump lump, right? And then the friends are just going, yeah, they spies. They spies and never sleep with none of her, her friends either. Leave that shit alone. Leave that shit alone. So men deal with these things ourselves. Damn, I failed. What did I do? I'm not hitting it right, obviously. Okay, I didn't, I'm not paying attention to her. I work too much. All right, I'll leave work early. I'll get off the promotion path. I'll sabotage my career. All right, you start sabotaging your goddamn career to hold on to this marriage, which is going to end in the divorce anyway. It's going to end in the divorce anyway. Where do we learn this? Kevin Costner. 
Kevin Costner gave up a hit series, sabotaged it to come save his marriage, and she was already getting poked on. <laughs> it was already too late. He should have told that bitch. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. Yep, you should have told her, man, go take a flying leap and then move the hell on. All that unhappy, pouting, all of this you ain't doing, all of this blame, all of this, hey, if you just do this, if you just share around the house and chores, I feel like I'm doing 80% of the non, you know, all of this stuff they come up with. You should have told her ass to take a flying leap soon as she complained, but it's too late. Hindsight's 2020. You could have saved, uh, you could have saved three, four, five years of misery by telling her to jump, all right, off the highest peak of the building, and then you could have moved on in life and just, just kept it moving. All right, but now you stuck, right? Mm. Now you two years, four years, five years down the line trying to figure out what happened. Did you, you could have promoted, made all your money and all of that stuff. But a lot of guys don't do it. We just stick it out, stick it out, stick it out. I'll solve the problem. I'll solve it. And she ain't helping you with no answers because what's bugging her is not what she's telling you. What's really bugging her, she could be bugged by guilt. She could also be bugged by depression and mental illness she could be drugged by drug abuse and alcohol abuse that she's hiding from you she could be uh she could be having an affair she could just be down bad she could just be a loser she could just be uh, you don't ever know what it is or you, it could be your fault but it's rarely your fault <laughs> okay just so that you know she could wish that she she could regret that she had a baby i just shared a story she could regret where she is she could just be uh discontent with the with the the stage of the relationship and she just waiting to pull pull your card. She just waiting for the investment. She's just like, "All right, let me build this shit up before I bounce." But what you'll do is you'll try to, yeah, Jeezy caught on early. You'll try to fix it. <laughs> and it is unfixable. It's unfixable. You just you just you just uh giving her time. But I would have said I wish I would have take, told her because, I, I again, remember when I told you there'll be red flags that you'll overlook? I could have bounced in year two. But I let that shit go to year eight. Right? <laughs> Knowing what I know now, I should have bounced in year two. That would have been the best thing to do. That would have just pull a young Jeezy. Just pull a Jeezy. All right, just pull a plug on this shit right here. All right, you know what I mean? But a lot of guys aren't trained in giving that information because they're like, no, you're not a real man. You'll be a deadbeat. You won't lose, you'll lose your kids and your, man, all that. Sh man, I'll get all that stuff. Uh, I'll pick that up along the way. <laughs> right? And most men don't pull the plug on marriages. Most men don't file for divorce. 80% are filed by women. And when? After you done fucked up for five years. <laughs> then they yank, all right? And then they yak, yaga, and they got the investment. So what you really should do, as soon as she start acting up, yak, all right? Just yank that ass and send her ass back out there bouncing, trying to figure it out. But, you know, this is just my advice. And go make some more kids. That's, a, that's what it is. But you guys are trying to stay for these things in the investment stage that you're going to end up losing anyway. You're going to lose them anyway, so you're trying to keep them and staying for the marriage and staying for the kids and staying for the house. You're going about to lose them anyway. Mm. And why stay in a house that is full of hate and discontent or malcontent? Why stay? All right, anyway, let's shout out to John. Says everything you speaking is facts and it's undisputed. What I'm telling you today, 
you might not have experienced it in your relationship, but you saw somebody else go through this. This is 100% fact. There's no errors in this presentation today. This is every marriage. This is every marriage. Somebody says that's because of, that's because of kids. Go make some other damn kids. All right, come on. Love your kids and be like, hey, your mom bugging. Yaga. You can come with me or you can stay with her. I don't know what you going to do, Ninja, but I'm going to go with my life. Y'all go, I'll catch up with you. But what they'll do is say, man, you're a real man. A real man sticks it out. Nah, nah, I ain't standing in this emotional warfare. Because what you're dealing with is emotional terrorism and emotional welfare. And again, this is only from the male perspective. From the female perspective, I'm giving y'all little bits here and there. But I'm not going to deal with your bullshit with this emotional abuse and uh, financial abuse. And we're not dealing with that bullshit. These common tropes that normally happen after the investment phase has initiated. Then she starts coming up with this shit. He had cheated on me for 10 years. He emotionally abused me and yelled at me for eight years. I put up with this bullshit for 12 years. Bitch, you should have left long time ago. What are you talking about? Should have left a long time ago, but did you? No, you stayed in there for the investment. So then they want to talk about what the end of the relationship was when the shit was already off the rails. She ain't going to talk about the first two years when you in the first five years when you were building shit up. She only talking about the last seven weeks of your marriage where y'all can't even talk to each other, right? And then the yelling starts. And then she says you were an emotional abuser in year 7.8 with 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 uh the last seven months should have left but they don't never leave they just sit up there in stockholm syndrome taking abuse apparently so these are the things you got to watch out for <laughs> she sat in there and accumulated accumulated but then she'd be up in court dicing your shit up am i not lying am i not lying man i'm letting y'all know what it is shout out to Allie says, I just seen a beta Brad on Instagram say blacks are pandered to because they're in TV commercials. I'm like, what the hell? Nothing infuriates me more than illogical weak men. I don't even know what that even means, right? <laughs> yeah, when she say that, she talking about when she got yelled at for doing something stupid. I'm going to tell you right now, getting yelled at when you did, made a mistake is not abuse, period. I'm resting on that. You did something stupid and you got yelled at, that ain't abuse. That's me putting your ass in check, okay? Where are we at? Kevin Sullivan says, talk to him, coach. These are the things No, none of these goofy-ass psychologists and therapists and counselors, very few of them are going to take this side. So I'm just letting you know, I'm speaking the truth. Any of these counselor and therapists and these lawyers and judges, none of these people are going to tell you this. And reverends and church pastors, none of these cowards are going to tell you this from this position. They're just going to leave your ass out there hanging, just so you know. And they're going to blame it on you and dump this shit in your lap. All right, just so you know. I'm one of the only people that knows this info and willing to tell you the way it is. All right, you understand. Pro man says, been married 30 years plus. Coach is not lying. I want you to listen. All they going to do is label you. Your reverend's going to label you. Guys, there was another guy, Ben Zubrist. The reason why we use celebrities is because we hear their stories. Ben Zubrist left 
after he was the MVP of the World Series. His wife was acting up. He was the MVP of the World God Dang Series. He got a big fat contract. His wife started acting up. Then he started saying, hmm, all right, he left the team to focus on the wife. And this woman, a Christian gospel singer, is having an affair with her church pastor who also runs the foundation for Ben Zubrist. And he left the team during the season to go fix his marriage, and that's what he walked into. I'm here to tell you, this is the type of shit you're going to deal with. When I tell you, do not give up on your dreams, your goals, or aspirations for any of these common thinking women in these marriages, I'm going to tell you right now, don't do it. Dump them quickly. Dump them. Do not put up with this shit. Dump them. Get them out of there. Divorce them. File for divorce. Take your, take your losses. Because they're going to put you through some shit. And you're going to give up your promotion, your career, your business, trying to save something that ain't going to get saved. It's already off the rails. Then they're going to blindside you with a divorce and snatch your kids. I'm telling you, man, this is it's very evil. But the pastor was sleeping with his wife. He's just like, what the hell? And of course, he got the blame. Of course, he got the blame. And he lost his position. I don't know. He kind of lost his way. It ruined him. So just let it go, man. Let these women go. It's not worth it to fight through, through, through this marriage stuff. Now, if you're towards the end, maybe, maybe. If you're towards the end and your kids are about to turn 18, maybe. Because you don't want a great divorce. But in the beginning, if you start to see these bullshits, do not overlook these red flags. Dump them. Yaga. File for divorce. Move on. Cut your losses. Cut your losses. Because then we start saying, well, these women stuck around and then this and 80% of women file for divorce. Men need to start divorcing these women. Left and right. All right, let's get back to it right here. And this is what I'm telling you. Every marriage deals with everything I'm talking about. And do not let a person tell you otherwise. This is every marriage. Every single one of them dealt with something I talked about in this. Do not let them tell you otherwise. All right, here we go. All right, and so, yeah, here we go right here. Let's go ahead and see if I can unlock it. All right, so we got the investment phase. Now, what's the next phase? What is the next phase? Why is it all messed up down here? Hold on for a second. Let me see what's going on here. Hmm. Wonder why that looks like that. Hold on for a second. Let me see why that looks like that. Maybe that's the actual photo. I don't know. It should be up there. Let me see something here. All right. Oh, I see what I need to do. I see what I need to do. I think I need to pull it down like this. No? Let me see. Oh, it's acting up. <laughs> Hold on for a second. I need to figure out what I'm doing here. I really messed it up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. Okay, that's what I need right there. All right, so I'm going to pull this up right here. All right, so I need to pull it down right here. Okay. Give me one second. I wasn't planning to show it like this. 
The women are like, what about when the guy does? You already messed up your marriage. Just shut up. All right, let's get <laughs> here. It is right here. So here's the bait and switch. The next stage. So you have the connection stage, the investment stage, and this is the bait and switch. This could happen in year, really now year two. So after the first child is birthed or the first home is purchased or the first bank account has been commingled, okay? Um, the bait and switch can be initiated. This could happen in year 12 of your marriage. What happens in the bait and switch? Well, these are the phases that Matt Walsh and all of these other people tell men why married men have an advantage. What they'll say is married men make more money. At this stage, you will probably be either at the bottom, meaning you're down and out, or and she's recognizing that she needs to bounce, or you're about to hit your peak income. If you're an athlete, you're about to retire. Okay. You're about to retire, and she's about to take the peak income and divorce grape you to kingdom come. Okay. If you are a working schlub like all of us, it's going to be the peak income of your salary, right? After you're working 80 hours a week. Why? Because you got to pay for that house, the car, private school. You got to pay for the kids. You got to pay for all this shit. Then they say married men make more money than single men. The reason why is you have investment phase. What happens? She's going to become unhappy. She's going to say, I'm not happy. <laughs> that's going to be the fuse that ignites the end of your marriage. It's going to blow it up. She's going to light the fuse with these words right here. I'm not happy. <laughs> You're at the point of no return. You're at the point of no return. As soon as she says this, it's over. I'm not happy. <laughs> okay. Whatever you disagree with, you have to say your disagreement. You can't just say nothing. You can't just say it's not true. Voice your disagreement because I'm talking, I'm talking for three hours, Ninja. I don't know what you're talking about in reference. Voice where you disagree. Now, and then super chat it, your bitch. But what's going to happen is you're going to be to the point where you can't solve the problem. You cannot solve this riddle. So you work too much, you're never here. You work too much, you're never home. Oh, okay. So what am I supposed to do, work less and make more money? Yes, if you're here, if you're here more and helping more, that would help. Okay. Take me up the promotion pass. I no longer want to be in the C-suite. I no longer want to pursue my business. I'm no longer going to keep extra clients. I'm no longer going to work overtime. I'm never going to, I'm going to come home early. I'm going to pick up the school but I'm going to make less money. And then she's going to say, you don't make enough money. We can't cover the bills. You realize you done fucked up. You're in an effed up situation. Because now you can't cover bills because you don't work as much because you're here doing the chore play and trying to satisfy her needs and desires to be available to her. Now you're stuck. Most men get stuck right here. Or the opposite happens. You're at home too much. We don't have enough to cover these bills. You need to go get a second job. I need to go get a second job to cover these bills. What, you are, what you've just did is now one of you are going to be away from the house even more. To solve the problem financially, 
requires you to be away. Then once you're away, she's going to say, you're not here enough. Or once she's away and has to work third shift at 7-Eleven as a second job, she's going to be mad that she has to deal with ninjas robbing her for 250 bucks, putting her life in danger. What kind of man are you to send your wife out to a second job or a job in general? <laughs> so now you're stuck. This is in the no win category. This is in the you can't win. You can't win. I'm going to tell you right now. As soon as you get here, Ninja, cut your losses. Divorce her. Yep, she's going to go on OnlyFans. You maybe have to start an OnlyFans. Okay. And all of her attention is going to go to Instagram, OnlyFans, TikTok. And you made me do it. And if she goes to her third shift at 7-Eleven, she's going to go there two days. But she's going to go a third day, but she's going to be at her boyfriend's house, not at the 7-Eleven. Oh, I work tonight. Oh, okay. She's going to go to the third shift, getting her cheeks clapped. You're going to go up there to go get you some Funyun rings and some pork rinds, thinking she's working her shift. And you're going to be like, hey, uh, does Sally work today? I thought she would be here. I came to see if she was here. Oh, nope. Sally doesn't work today. What's Sally doing? Hey, baby, did you work today? <laughs> uh, uh, I cannot tell a lie. I was at my boyfriend's house. You pushed me into his arms. <laughs> you pushed me into his arms because you were never here or you were here and playing video games and we didn't have the money. <laughs> I'm telling you guys you will not win there's no winning this one you're about to take a fat fat L so let's go back let's go back <laughs> where we at she starts to go to girls nights out girls nights out and when she goes to girls nights out she just doesn't go to girls nights out she goes to girls' nights out. She's dressing sexy, slutty. She partying. She trying to go out every weekend. You come home from work. You come home for a work trip. Oh, good. I'm glad you home. She don't even kiss you. She go right out. I got to go. I got a meeting in the girl. What was it? I got a meeting in the ladies' room. I'll be back real soon. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. She got a meeting in the ladies' room, Ninja. And she meeting somebody at Girls' Nights Out, Ninja. She meeting somebody. She meeting a bartender, a bouncer, a ninja she met last week. She meeting a group of single ninjas. She meeting a group of ninjas that say, hey, you coming next week Thursday? Yep. When she goes to Vegas with her girls, they meeting ninjas there. They meeting ninjas there. <laughs> Tell me I ain't lying. Every now and then, she might let you, she might suck on your little peen before she goes to girls' nights out to give you the indication she ain't going to get throttled. Oh, but she's going to start staggering in later and later every week. Every week. One time, she's going to stagger in at 1.30. She's going to see if you say something. You don't say nothing. You sleeping. But you like this bitch. Then she's going to stagger in at 2. Then she's going to stagger in at 3. 
then she gonna stagger in at four or she gonna say hey i'm too drunk to come home i'm asleep at my girl's house she wake up after getting demolished leaves her boyfriend's house come back to your house early in the morning passes out sleeps to 12 one two three in the afternoon and you taking care of the kids and shit you shuffling her out like ego waffles you trying to get them to eat dino chicken nuggets all right and she in there snoring and shit hey smelling like wine and and salon and she smelling like wine and summer sausage all right the ninja didn't lock her out the house now am i lying I'm, I'm letting you know, a lot of married men go through this exact same thing. He says, y'all better listen, pure facts. I'm telling you, I'm, not, I'm telling y'all stuff that the world does not let y'all know. Most men won't let you know this information because why? They'll be like, well, you, it was your problem. It was your fault. But we, men go through this, and then you go to marriage counseling, and she lights your ass up. <laughs> You go to your family's house, she lights your ass up. She go to her friend, she lights your ass up. Then one day, she ready to go to girls' nights out. And you say, you ain't going out tonight. She gonna be like, what? Oh, no, you ain't going out tonight because you're you seeing what she's wearing. You're like, oh, hell no. Nah. Oh, hell no. Nah. She came in at 2.30, 3 o'clock. You're like, what? Oh, hell no. Nah. You ain't going out tonight. Guess what you just did? You gave her the ammo. You gave her the ammo to call you controlling and insecure. She about to gaslight the shit out of you. She about to gaslight the shit out of you. You ain't my daddy. You don't own me. I can do what I want. And she right, Ninja, because you about to lose Domestic violence, somebody going to push. They're going to be arguing, yelling, shouting, controlling. And it's a wrap for you then. Police called, neighbors looking out the windows, watching your ass. It's a wrap now. It's a wrap. It's, it's really at that point, it's over. Now, if you stay after that, you are a fool. If you stay after that, you are a damn fool. But... A lot of guys will stick it out. A lot of guys will stick it out. Yep, lawyer on speed now. She'll jump right on the phone with her lawyer. Up oh, and yep, here it goes. It's a wrap. As soon as you hear that controlling is secure, you ain't my daddy. You can't tell me what to do. You don't own me. Wrap. Now, will she divorce you at this point? Nope. <laughs> nope. She still's not going to divorce you. But she's talking to somebody about it. All right, let's get, it, let's get back here. Get back here. Affairs. Sometimes you'll find out about the affairs. What do you do? Do you bounce? Nope, you're going to save for the house and the kids. But if you're having the affair, do you tell her about it? What if she finds out? Does she bounce? Normally, no. Normally, she does not bounce. It is normal that they don't leave. And these affairs go on, on and off, on and off for years, years, two years, three years. She finds out about yours. You find out about hers. You forgive each other. You work it out. She says, you got to make it up to me. Got to buy me a car, a ring, a house, whatever it is. Then you have marriage counselors, less sex. Guys, you're pretty much not having much sex at this point, right? Mm. The, the, the intimacy is dead. 
at this point of the bait, it's dead. Now, what else is happening here? What else is happening here? She becomes a feminist. So you see this right there? That's on that line. Wife becomes a feminist. She's going to start talking just like you start talking about red pill talking points and Andrew Tate and CGA. She's going to start talking weird. Stuff she's seen on TikTok. Her friends talked about something. She starts going to start talking about, well, I'm me. I want some independence. I want my name. I, I, I want to reclaim who I am. I discovered who I am. I want to do the sisterhood of the traveling pants. I want to do eat, pray, love. I discovered I'm somebody I'm not. I'm really a lesbian. All right, I don't want to cook or clean no more. You cook and clean on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays. I cook and clean on Thursday, Fridays, or Tuesday and Thursdays. And then we go out to eat on Saturdays. She starts saying, I'm going to cut my hair off. She starts wanting a nose ring, a belly ring, a tongue ring, a tattoo. It's going to be some crazy ass shit. Dye her hair pink, purple, and gray. Yep, she's going to dye her hair blue. I need to find myself. I need some space. Ninja, it's about to be a rizap. She starts listening. She starts maybe watching um, um, uh, pornography or she wants some more uh, dangerous type sex, BDSM. She maybe say, I want an open relationship. You might think, oh, that's great. I'll get some outside puss. She starts getting train yangs ran on her. Train yangs. She starts getting the sugar daddy. She starts going, <laughs> you can't keep up. Tell me I ain't lying. Yep, mommy makeover. I need new, some new titties. I need a new breast implant. I need a tummy tuck. I need a BBL to make myself feel confident. I'm telling you guys, it's right here. This right here, you're at the point of no return. Soon as you hear shit like this, it's a wrap. There's no coming back from this. Yep, she wants to open a coffee store. She wants to take your uh, money out of your retirement to open her goddamn African medallion shop. Mm. <laughs> Ethical non-monogamy. Yep. It's, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. She want the BBC if she a white woman. She started wanting the BBC. Yeah, she going to cuck you. She, I mean, it's going to be over. Over. And you writing all these checks. And you taking all these L's. She started listening to Wendy Williams. She started listening to Jada Pinkett Smith. Gabrielle Union. She started listening to some crazy-ish. <laughs> Yep, or she tries to look hella sexy. She starts to look like a MILF. Starts dressing provocatively. You're going to be like, oh, hell no. Mm. Somebody said, I've experienced all this ish. He says, with my ex, coach always on point. Now, you're going to be blamed for all of this, fam. You're going to be blamed for all of this. It's all your, it's going to be Jermaine's fault, Ninja. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's all. Ninja, you you gonna catch all kind of hell and blame from your friends. Your friends gonna be like, "Damn, your wife cutting up. What's wrong with you? You need to hold some masculine frame. You need to hit it right. You need to get your bitch in check." 
Your father going to be like, man, son. Your mom's going to be like, what's going on? <laughs> right? So everybody going to be coming after you. It's going to be a wrap. You're going to be embarrassed out here. She's going to start drinking alcohol, doing drugs potentially. And if you're at a family function, she's going to get belligerent with you. Start arguing with you at the family function, calling you out your name, telling you you can't last or get it up no more. All in front of the family function after she done got coked out and drunk. Calling you names. Tell me I ain't lying. This is every marriage. Every one of them is going through something I said. And you about to get blamed for all of this shit. Oh, they're going to be, and don't think your kids, if they old enough to know, they're going to know. And you're going to come home and they're going to start treating you cold. Hi, kids. They're going to be looking at you like, <laughs> you're like, what's wrong with you? Mama that got to her. Mama that got to your daughter. Mama that got to your son. Mama that told. <laughs> your kids going to start acting funky around you. Somebody said, man, this is extreme. That is extreme. I ain't telling nothing extreme. This is, this is an actual fact. <laughs> yep, nothing you say can be right. You, everything you say is wrong. Everything you, lead, everything you say leads to an argument. How's it going, kid? All right. You have a good day? Yep. I love you. Love you too. <laughs> Kids are turned on you and shit. You like, what? <laughs> Kids are turned on you. She said, every marriage, every marriage has gone through what I'm talking about. No marriage is immune to. What I'm talking about, no marriage is immune to. None. There's not one. This is a spoiler alert. Your marriage is going to go through something I said here tonight. Nobody's immune, okay? Nobody's immune. All right, and then you're going to start figuring stuff out. Wow, man. You might even start seeing a lawyer. This is the bait and switch. See, what we call it the bait and switch is, he says, CGA is telling the story of my 22-year-old marriage, but my divorce process is actually going smooth, no drama yet. Shout out to you. The reason why we call this the bait and switch is because all of the things that she's going to start doing, of course, you're not perfect, but all of the things she's going to start doing is you're going to have to decide, are you going to put up with this or not? You're going to say, happy wife, happy life. It's cheaper to keep her. Okay, I'll do what she says. Okay, yes, dear. And now you're henpecked. If you agree with her, I'm sorry, if you say, okay, whatever you say, go ahead and cu cut your hair off, even though I love women with long hair, or get, get an extra weave, or go get some titties, whatever it is, what it is, whatever it does, you either have to agree, or you're going to get led to the next step. So you're in a no-win situation, but what you're trying to do is not lose the investment, right? You're trying to not lose this. And people will say, man, don't walk away from your house. Don't walk away from your kids. Don't let her take your kids and move to Chicago. All right? You got to stay for the kids. Don't move. They start talking you in. All right, let, man, just deal with it, man. Just deal with it. Deal with it. It's cheaper to keep her. 
Keep it to keep it. Just deal with it. All right, let's go to the next phase. Now, I'm going to have to fix this real quick. So, it, guys, if you've been a guy that has gone through this, let me just share you this. Let me just say this. You're not alone. I know they're going to sound like, seem like you're not alone, but you're, you're not alone. All these tactics have been used. These women watch soap operas, Tyler Perry movies, movies. They talk to each other socially. They share notes. They are all pulling the same play on you. But we're too dumb to talk it, talk it out. We don't have a space, a safe space where men can share details because what, what we're really going through is the same thing. What we're really going through is the same exact thing. We just don't talk about it. So what happens next? Marriage will, stage four, the disengagement phase. So the bait and switch has been initiated. You can't get a, a hold of it. You can't get control of it. So then she's going to say, well, I guess you lose. And she's going to ring the undertaker bell. Oh, you don't want to listen? You don't want to do it my way? All right. Well, let me show you this. Let me show you this. I'm going to start pulling away. I'm going to start pulling away privately. Then let me, let me, this is the equivalent of taking you to a high ledge of a, let's go to the Empire State Building and taking you and, and tipping your body over like this and looking down 161 floors to say, I can let you go, but you don't have wings. Okay. I can let you go, but you don't have wings. But she's not going to leave. She's going to stay in the house. She's going to wait for your ass to leave. Oh, I ain't going nowhere. But she's going to show you right here. She's going to show you the ledge. And she's going to say, yep, you can divorce. But uh, you about to lose all this shit. Oh, we're going to go to the family court. And this is going to get expensive. Oh, uh, yeah. And there's child support, too. And uh, oh, yeah, I need some spousal maintenance because I was the full time primary parent and I'm going to get primary custody, too. I'm going to get legal and physical custody and you'll never see your kids again. Oh, and the house is mine. It's mine. You leave. You will leave. So everything in the investment phase is going to be put up. Remember that back end payment I talked about? This is it. You're going to lose half your shit and it ain't half. It's actually 75 percent of your shit. When you count in the house, your future income, alimony, child support, marriage counseling that you wasted your time and money on. Oh, yeah, restraining order, temporary restraining order. All right. These are all going to be filed. You might even get kicked out of your house. They might even come to your door, knock on the door. Hey, we got temporary restraining order. You got to (laughs) go. You got to go. And you won't have to. You can't say I ain't going nowhere. Oh, you go to jail. Want to go to jail? Now, so this is where we're at. Now, guys, you lost leverage long time ago. You lost leverage over here. You just didn't know it. Remember all those things where I say keep track of this, keep track of that? Where you're going to find out when she's over there, when she's over there, over here, she's going to document and pull out some receipts for the last 5, 10, 12, 4, 2 years. She's going to have receipts, documentations, spreadsheets, incidences, restraining orders. She's going to have recordings, phone calls, screenshots of text messages, DMs. She's going to have reading doorbell camera. All right. She's going to have all that shit. She's going to have mileage, gas receipts, 
card, what they worth. She going to have your pay. She going to have your pay slips from your, from your promotion. Mm. <laughs> yep. She going to pull out all that shit and she going to say, I want my equalization payment. And before she did this, you bought her a new car, set of titties, paid off her student loan. Before she shows you number four, she's going to be like, perhaps can we pay off my student loan? Perhaps we should pay off the house. Perhaps you should ask for a promotion. Perhaps you should give me some titties. Perhaps you should. And then right after you give her that, she's going to set your ass up for number four. And she will have slept in your Slept in your bed next to you, plotting for two years plus. She's going to have everything you bought, everything you didn't buy, every card, birthday card you gave her, every anniversary card. Now, somebody tell me I ain't lying. Tell me I ain't lying. This will have been all set up years in advance. When I say the marriage is planned before the wedding. Somebody says, wow, were you at my house when I was married? Give me, he says, give me the Reverend X. Yeah, I'm telling you. And you saw the signs. You just went through the signs. You just tried to work it out. You just tried to stay so you didn't lose your house. You just tried to stay so you could stay with your kids. Oh, and by the way, once you get to this point, there will be nobody on your side. When you get to this point, There will be not one supporter left that remains on your side. She will have done everything she needed to do to have gotten to this point to where she gets here. Ninja, not even your mother is going to look at you and say, God damn, son, I'm going to help you out. You will have nobody on your side. Okay. No church, nobody at your kid's school, nobody at your job, nobody at your college, alumni, no family members, no friend. All of your friends going to go radio silent on your ass. All the friends are going to go to her because she will have already set them up properly. They will, you will be the last to know. The friends, even the male marital friends that y'all hang out with, they will already be hush, hush. So you're going to show up at all, you know, all of your married friends. Their wives will have already set them ninjas up. And like, if I see you talking to that abusive ass, asshole, deadbeat ass, no good man, you ain't getting no pussy around here. And so you're going to go up to them. Oh, man, yo, I can't believe it, man. My girl tripping, man. They've been set up six months prior to them pulling the trigger. And they're going to be like, yeah, man, I heard. I heard she tripping, huh? I also heard you tripping, motherfucker. I heard you ain't acting right. That ain't me. I heard what's been going on. Uh-huh. Ninja, you the last to know, but I'm going to tell you, man, you've been acting up. You ain't been doing. And you're going to be like. <laughs> the dog gonna be looking at your ass like mm? and be like here's here Fido here Fido Fido gonna be like <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you think bitch 
Cut that bitch off. Next caller. Yep. You will be ostracized from your community, your church, your school, your friends group, your alumni association, your job, your dog, your mama, <laughs> your school, kids, your teachers at your kids' school. Ninja, they going to cut you all the way off. All the way. That is said the mailman too, because the mailman got all the letters your wife then intercepted from the mailbox. The mailman like, whoo, child support. God damn, what happened to them? Oh, law office of what? Duke and Duke Ninja. This ninja get about the oh my lord. Mm. Mailman like shit. <laughs> now, tell me I ain't lying. I want somebody. I want somebody to tell me that I'm saying some inaccurate shit. Please and prove me wrong. Ninja, your little your flat your kids flag football coach, your kids judo coach, gonna all look at you like you crazy. Your judo, your kids judo coach, you're gonna be like, hey, uh, hey, Master Judo, I'm here to pick up my kids. Mm-hmm. Now you want to come around. All right, here's your kids. Pay the, oh, by the way, y'all, y'all bill is due for the last six months. Huh? <laughs> yep. <laughs> he says, why are we laughing at the plight of men? I'm letting you know, man. I'm letting y'all know. This is the marriage wheel. <laughs> your judo coach going to be like, mm-hmm. Your judo coach be clapping your cheeks while, hey, Master Judo, your judo coach for some lessons. <laughs> oh, man. And you won't know. You're going to be the last to know. You're going to go home and all your shit going to be packed up. You're like, what? And she's going to be sitting there in the quiet. You know, it's time for you to leave. What's good so well, my, my beard here? It's time for you to leave. I'm done with you. <laughs> You're like, oh, my Lord. Time for you to go. You're going to be sitting in your car in the parking lot, eating Jack in the Box, trying to figure out what happened. What happened? What happened? And she's going to have everything documented. You're going to get served. You're going to get served on your way to work. You ain't going to know. You're going to be like, damn, all right, man, shit, I got to go to work. You can't focus on work, so you walk into work. <laughs> all right? Right before you hit the door, somebody going to jump out the bushes. Hey, Mr. Johnson. Yeah? You been served, you bitch-ass ninja. What? <laughs> it's going to be a packet this thick. It's going to be a packet. Ninja going to be... The fuck? Huh? What? Uh, what? What the, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> you have 30 days to respond. Oh, shit. 30 days. God damn, I was emotionally abusive on February 3rd, 2014. On March 8th, 2017. Screenshots. Restraining order. Full custody. God damn the house, the car, she done documented. 
The car's worth $15,000, $20,000. Student loan. Debt. Mm. <laughs> Pictures of her got beat up with a fat lip. Oh, shit. <laughs> Tell me I ain't lying. <laughs> Tell me I ain't lying. You got to go. You got to go to work, too. <laughs> now you got to go to work. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then you get the bank statement. You going to be like, oh, shit. Okay. You know what? Fuck that bitch. I'm going to go get my own apartment. I'm going to go get my own apartment. Ninja F that bitch. I'm going to go in there. So you go in your bank account. Let me log into my shit real quick. Let me log into my shit. Let me transfer half the money out, man. F that bitch. You're going to log into your shit. All right, here we go. Bankaccount.com. All right, here we go right there. Joint bank account. Click. You're going to click that mother. And it's going to be empty. You're going to be. <laughs> it's going to be empty. Withdraw all savings and checking. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Insufficient for oh shit. Oh, hold up. <laughs> you gonna call up your credit cards? Account closed. Oh hell no, ninja. Mm. <laughs> you were like, whoa, oh hell no. You're like, man, man, you know what? I'm gonna show up at the crib. You know what I mean? Oh damn, I got a restraining order. Okay, she ain't at she ain't at home. So I'ma sneak in and go get that hidden cash I had in my safe. You gonna get to that house? That 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 key ain't gonna work no more. That key ain't gonna work. That's when you know. That's when you know. <laughs> it's about to get interesting. You can't afford a lawyer. You can't afford no hotel. You can't afford a damn thing. You better have a hidden credit card and a slush fund somewhere. You stash some cash. Where you can go reach. And nope, none of your friends about to help you. Your mama ain't about to help. Nothing about that. Nobody about to help you. <laughs> Nobody about to help you. And you know what's going to happen? That you're you going to be like, oh, hell no. Nah. I'm going to wait for her to get home. <laughs> you got a restricted order. And she's going to be walking up with another ninja. Or another ninja. You're going to go up to the crib. All right, you're going to go out. All right, man, I'm about to give her a piece of my mind. Another ninja come out, a Tyrone, a pookie-ass ninja come out after beating the brakes off of her, all up in your marital bed. Mm. You look at this ninja, hey, man, who is you, man? Oh, right, wait a minute. Ain't you that ninja that dude work in the mail room at, uh, at the job? Ain't you that ninja? She introduced me to you at the company party. Yeah. <laughs> All right, look. Let's get to the last stage right quick. Now, gentlemen, this is where you have to make the tough decision. This is where you have to make the tough decision. This is where the tough decision is made. So you go through the engagement phase, and you're dealing with depression, reality. But then something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. They're going to say, you know what? You're going to say, I learned my lesson. I'm going to re-enter 
the marriage will. I'm going to find a new girl. I'm going to find a better version of my wife. I'm going to be a better man, a better lover, and I'm going to just find another one. Not all women are like that. Maybe I messed up. Maybe she bugging. You're going to get married again, and then you're going to get divorced again statistically, or you're going to stay in the second marriage to save face. If you get divorced, it's double the alimony, and your kids have seen two divorces before they hit the age of 18. It'll be double the child support. <laughs> okay. And so forth and so on. Or you could do what I did and say, you know what? I did, I've been there, done that. I'm going to go my own way. I'm going to go my own way, y'all. Been there, done that. Nah, ninja, I don't want to learn no game. I'm going to take the red pill. I'm going to cut my losses. I'm going to cut my losses. I'm going I'm to finish up. I'm going to go overseas. I'm going to go get my passport. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm going to stay single. I'm going free agent lifestyle. Somebody, some men self-delete. Some men self-delete. We don't want to do that. Some men self-delete. They go, oh, I can't take it no more. I lost my family, my kids, and everything. You go to the JUCO. You just say, fuck it. Now, when you do this, people are going to think you're double crazy. They would rather they would rather you remarry and work it out than to go your own way. They would rather you remarry and divorce than go free agent. They would rather you remarry and uh, uh, deal with a miserable second marriage and save face than to get your passport. They would rather you not go your own way. They would rather you jump back in and say, hey, man, just find another one. Just find another one. There's another one out there. They would rather you do that than to say, you know what? I did it, man. Listen, it didn't work out for me. Let me do. <laughs> so anyway, let me get to these super chats. That is the marriage will. That is the undefeated, the undisputed. You cannot dispute this chart. And spoiler alert. If you ever plan on getting married, you're going to go through some parts of this that I described. Now, what I also describe out fair, just to be fair, I described a lot of stories put together. So it's not going to be everything that I said. You're going to experience something, though, from what I said. It's going to be something. It's not going to be all of those things. It's going to be something, though. You're going to experience a little bit from each one of the points that I made. But you're going to go through each one of these phases, for sure. Um, marriage that don't end the divorces, some of them still deal, some of them still go to uh, stage four. So I'm going to tell you, because you're like, no, not all marriages end in the divorce. But stage four is a separation. Stage four is a restraining order or a domestic violence court. Stage four is marriage counseling. Stage four is, uh, 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 like I said, a separation. Right, um, Will Smith and uh, Jada Smith are an example. They're in stage four, but they're still married. They're in stage four, but they're still married. Okay, so it, it, it doesn't mean disengagement phase does not mean divorce. Now, it's part of it. It's an option, but, you know, all marriages are going to go through some form of separation. Some form of disconnection and engagement. Yeah. All right, so all marriage is going to go through something like I explained. All right, let me get to these super chats here. 
All right. And anybody here can prove that what you saw was a lie today. Go ahead and prove it. Shout out to uh, La Concha. I believe that says right here. She told me she wanted. I said no. <laughs> Broke up with me after. All right. I think that's what you said right there. Jab JAB says turned down a 90K job to be home more. Two months later, I filed for divorce. Nothing made her happy. Yeah. So. It's really a shit test. It's really a shit test. Brown 310, shout out to you. Sage the Kid says, Coach, you scaring me on how accurate this is. Anybody that's ever been through this will know that everything that I said is completely accurate. In fact, there was a guy I saw that said, my wife is laughing at everything you're saying. Should I be worried? And, and, and for the wives that haven't been through this or haven't recognized that you've been with this, been been through this also ask that wife does she know any women some of her friends her sister her aunts her mother has been through this you will be surprised you will be surprised that one of the biggest saboteurs of your marriage will be an unhappy mother-in-law a mother-in-law that wished she divorced her husband or that divorced her husband And then now she's seeing that she's alone out here and she has a codependent relationship with potentially your spouse. And the only thing she could do is is, is sabotage your marriage because she's unhappy in her marriage or divorced in her marriage or she's a single mom. And then you come in there and then now you've taken her, her child away and then she will sabotage that relationship. All right, so that does happen. Okay. So watch out for that. If she's a divorced mom or in an unhappy marriage or um, a bitter, just a bitter person, it could, it, could ruin, it could ruin your marriage. Now, again, I know some women are like, but what about women? Now, let me just say this. The stuff that you hear men being accused of in marriages, those are just covers and tropes to essentially, m- many times, not all, Many times they're covers and tropes to cover up the fact that she did all of this shit that I just talked about. Because now once you start saying, yeah, but she did this, this, and this, then she could say, well, you was abusive. You weren't there enough. You was a deadbeat. You didn't hug me. You didn't hold me. You were, then she starts saying there's a reason. You pushed me into his arms. You led me to cheating. You were cheating. Now, again, there are some men who are bad in their marriages, too. There are some men that are bad in their marriages, too. But we know that women file for divorce 80% of the time. All right. And they're not filing for the fact that he's bad. We know that that's not happening. They got money. There's a whole bunch of issues on the table. But when you hear some of the things that they accuse men of, there's never any details. There's never really any dates. There's never anything that makes sense. But then if guys actually had a fair chance to talk about all the stupid shit that she done done (laughs) and people actually listened to it and gave us a fair chance, it actually might be having even out. But no, they just run right to the abuse. Oh, no, no, no. Yep, yep. He was abusive. He yelled at me how many times? Well, uh, two, three, four. When? Uh, I don't know when. (laughs) Controlling, narcissist, insecure, abusive. These are all the tropes. Never there. 
All right. He it was in what was it? Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. I put up with his cheating for years. He cheated. These are all tropes. They're most of the time she's describing a point of the marriage that was at the end when the shit was already on fire. Okay. It was already on fire. So then she found you cheating. Man, we haven't slept with each other for two years. Okay. It was already a dumpster fire by the time the abuse came through. Okay. It was already over. So anyway, it was already over by the time the financial abuse started and he started asking you for receipts for everything. The marriage is already done. She already done her damage. All right, but nobody would ever believe you. And if anybody wants to come in here, tell me I'm lying. Nobody, no one, nobody can. Shout out to J-A-B. He says, coach, ain't lying i hate it coming home the only one that was happy to see me all the time was my infant son and guys go through that type of bullshit and there's nothing you can do there's nobody to turn to and he also says i was working in dallas watching the ring app listening to my ex-wife make a false vpo against me later i was put out the crib 20 minutes to get my stuff Somebody said, I remember one of your earlier videos. X called the cops on you for pulling your son aside. Yep, and talking to him. Happens. Oh, and by the way, you think this is some weird shit? Just wait, Ninja, till the divorce start. You ain't seen shit yet. If if yours, if your marriage ended like this, oh, just wait, Ninja. This is just the beginning. This is just the tip of the iceberg. The divorce is going to be 10 times worse than this. And if she doesn't get her way in the divorce, the, the post-divorce is going to be 50 times worse. <laughs> it's going to be 50 times worse. You would want to hope to break up amicably. But even that doesn't save you. That doesn't save you. Because it could start off amicably, but then something could happen. Like the boyfriend she left you for could dump her. And now she's stranded, right? She could get pumped and dumped. She thought she had a safe landing spot. She doesn't. And now she's... Now she's alone and vulnerable and she's going to start looking out for her own self-interest and she's going to start dragging you if it's amicable right here. But, but, um, but you're going to take the blame and you won't realize what the truth is until you, if you put together the pieces, it'll take you two, two or three to five years. What really happened? If you... If you don't try to find the pieces, you'll find out later down the line. Like Kim Kardashian's mother said to Khloe Kardashian, who has now got to be in her 30s, she started revealing what happened in. Oh, well, you know, I thought the grass was green on the other side. I got caught. I got caught monkey branching. And yeah, I screwed up everybody's life. Well, oh, well. <laughs> Justin O says it's all the truth. My Juco is in an open relationship, knows she is, uh, and knows she is a piece of ish to her husband. She tries to get me to validate her actions, madness. There you go. And so she's in an open relationship and she's married, but you probably tap in her skins more than her husband does. The contractor says, God damn. He says, you a savage coach. When I divorced, everyone turned their back on me. You 
you speaking only facts. Okay, it happens. The best thing you can do, the best outcome you can get is that if you didn't have kids, I'm going to tell you this right now. If you didn't have kids, you're going to dodge 90% of what I said. If you didn't have kids, you'll dodge 90% of the bullshit that I described today because she has no leverage. Even if you have a house and bank accounts joined up, Ninja, all they're going to do is just dice up the bank accounts and move the hell on. Then you'll never see that bitch again. All right. You'll never have to talk to her ever again because there's no need to. But if there's kids, that woman's going to be around. You never divorce. That woman's going to be around or part of your life or you'll have to think about that person or you have to consider their feelings or their opinions because there's kids involved. So she's going to she's still going to dictate and you're going to dictate things in her life, despite the fact that you're divorced, right? So the best scenario is you divorce before there's kids and then you can just really wash your hands. There's no need to ever talk to her ever again. But uh, if you have kids, even adult kids, it's going to be ugly. (laughs) Angel says, good show with the amount of cuck simps and you said cucks again that have been revealed this year. I can't even imagine the 12 cents of Christmas this year. Yeah, we got a lot of them. We got a lot of them. And if you never bought a house and didn't have kids, consider yourself lucky. Like you, you, you're going to make out like a bandit. It's going to be, it's going to be almost, you're going to be like, woo. And um, I, I think I remember Donovan Sharp. I don't want to tell this business. But um, I think he's been in that scenario. Donovan Sharp is one of the guys that said he got divorced, and he got divorced, no kids, they didn't own property, went in there, filed the paper, and was gone. So his experience with divorce is quite different, so he can't speak on it. He's like, well, mine was fine, but there were no kids involved, and there was no property. Everybody was broke and wrecked, and so it was able. you were easy able to move on, and you don't have the bitterness that comes with divorce. But really, the kids are the pawn to the system. The kids are the pawns in every divorce. Hence, this is why the investment stage is an important stage. Stage two. The reason why she gets massive leverage is because of the investment. She married. She's, um, you have uh, investments, financial accounts, kids, houses, cars. That's where the divorce is going to get ugly. All right. Shout out to NGN says, needed this reminder. Thanks, coach, just in case you didn't think it could happen to you. Kevin Sullivan, damn coach, my ex cut her hair off knowing damn well I like long hair. He says, y'all pay this man. He is speaking big facts. I'm giving y'all life-saving information. Nobody can give you this amount of detail that is this much accuracy. Nobody. Not even divorce attorneys can give you this. Now, Unless they've been through it with kids. But yeah, the kids are going to be the pawns. And they can be the pawns. Let's just say you divorced and your kids were two. Your kids were two when you divorced. Do you know that your income is going to be tested until those kids turn 18, sometimes 21? So you divorced that too. You made $30,000 a year. They put you on $200 of child support. Every year from age two, 
your ex can take you to court and modify your child support. You haven't fornicated with this woman. You ain't much less parted your lips to talk to this bitch for 5, 10, 15 years. And she can come into your life in your pockets, pat you down, turn you upside down, shake you down, turn your pockets inside out, get the pocket lint flying, and you ain't seen this, touched her, fucked her, kissed her, you ain't done nothing. And she can come pick your pockets. (laughs) And in Hawaii, it's age 23. So for 16, 18 years, you got to tiptoe around this woman's feelings. And if she see you come up, you will be have divorced her 15 years ago. If she sees you come up, she can pick your pockets. What? Tell me I ain't lying. Tell me I ain't lying. This is the system you volunteer. And if you don't pay and you stop paying her, you can stop paying her child support in year nine. She can throw your ass in jail. She could throw you in jail. She could call him up and say, "Uh uh-uh, he stopped paying. Put him in jail. And that, you ain't talked to her in 10 years. Put him in jail. Strike jacket. What? See, nobody's going to tell you this information. Nobody's going to tell you this information. (laughs) Depending on what state, this is your truth. This is your reality. And if you you so much as buy a nice car, buy a nice house, go skiing, go to uh, Alaska to go ice fishing, go to Italy to bone Italian girls, go to Monaco, you so much as buy a Lamborghini. You so much as start a business. I just showed you a story yesterday. A woman came in for alimony 20 years after the divorce. The, they gave her money. <laughs> they gave her money 20 years after the divorce because he had a business that became a million-dollar business. You so much as start a business and become a millionaire, she coming after them pockets. <laughs> coming after them and she'll alienate the shit out of your kids from you (laughs) I want these men to know that that's the truth that is the truth they're gonna watch you and you ain't been with her for like 5, 10, 15 years they're gonna watch you oh okay kids are 18 about to turn 18 take this ninja back to court hey um This happened to Michael Strahan. Remember, everything I tell you, I don't have to have gone through. Strahan, back to court. This happened to Michael Strahan. I'm going to tell you, let me me tell you this, and I'm going to get to these super chats here. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, Michael Strahan, let let me tell you what he gave her. This woman and, and, and Michael Strahan's divorce, they were married in 1999, divorced in 2006. They, the split was nasty, dragged on for months. 
in the end, the George, the judge awarded the wife. He was still about to play football. I think he was still playing football. The judge gave her $15.3 million, ordered Michael Strahan to pay $18,000 per month for twin daughters. Okay. In 2009, the payments were decreased to 13000 because he retired. And then he went on ESPN, Good Morning America. He started to blow up. When the kids turned 16, which was a few, she took his ass back to court for that Good Morning America ESPN money. Took him back to court. Blew 15, let me say this again. She was getting, she got a check for $15 million. And blew it. She was getting $18,000 a month in child support for three years. It was reduced to $13,000 a month. And then 10 years later, when they was about to hit 18, she took him back to court for more child support. And it says Michael said in court that she was okay. Hold on for a second. Because of that, because the kids were doing horseback riding lessons. Because the kids were doing horseback riding lessons, right? She wanted the daughters, the twin daughters, to do horse ride, horseback riding, and he needed to pay for the horses and shit, right? Let me see here. Let's go ahead and pull this up. I I, I think I don't know if my screen is set up to share it. Oh, no, wait a minute. I'm sharing the wrong thing. That's my fee picture collection. And they haven't been, I think the kids were five or four or three when they divorced. Then they 15, 16, she took his ass smooth back. Yep. Straight jacket. For some damn horseback riding lessons. Ninja, when I tell you the game, you better know that this game, do not play around with this system. You need to break free of the system. See here. I wonder why I can't. This the one? Oh, this is the one. Let me see how this pops up on my screen. All right, it's a little bit off center because I've been messing around with this thing here. All right, so let me see here. And so when he got that Good Morning America check and them ESPN checks and them Sunday Night Football checks, she took that monkey ass back to court. There she is right there. Doesn't she look happy? Look at that happy face. Remember, you never know who your wife is until you see her in court. You're not going to remember. You're not going to be, you're going to be like, yo, is this the same person? It is. And there's the twins right there. There's the twin daughters. And guys, your kids aren't going to stop your mom. The, your kids are not going to stop her mom from doing this. The kids will not say, mom, you bugging. If they do, she ain't going to listen to them. All right. Some people just got that. You just pick, you just pick the wrong bitter bitch, right? The ex-wife, you just pick the wrong bitter bitch. And yes, dude, it don't matter if they black, white, Puerto Rican, or Asian, yellow, brown, tan, color, man. It don't matter what race or ethnicity that you date. You can all catch wreck. And I don't want to hear shit about black women. See, these white women, y'all don't, man, please don't say nothing. 
Sisters, please don't say nothing. Y'all the biggest abusers of child support. It's ridiculous. All right. Do not say nothing about this. All right. Anyway, shout out to uh, Michael R. Coach. Sounds like me. Uh, He says, you need to be the top tier guy that all women want and then live the free agent lifestyle. Or if you want a relationship, it's got to be harems or whatever you do, do not live to make them happy. He says, do you, do you pursue your purpose or do you want to make her happy? All right. And do what he says, do, he says, do you pursue your purpose and do what makes you happy. Women think they want to be the center of attention, but then if they are, they can't handle the pressure of it. He says, thanks for all you do. Thank you, man. But that's true. And one more thing, I'm going to try to add this. I'm going to see if I can not forget about it because this is actually an important point. This will explain why she goes through these periods of confusion because literally she's confused. Double R says, double R in the building was married 21 years and this episode is spot on. Gentlemen, the chef is cooking. Please hit the like button. This could help another brother in the cut. And we want to help. There's one guy that's listening to this and you was about to propose and you was like, oh, hell no. After you listen to this. This info can save you. Shout out to Marcelo says that marriage will is 100% accurate. I recommend all coach gang members to read the de-evolution book. It's full of true facts. Full of true facts. Even divorce attorneys can't deny what I just told you. Where's the lead attorney? They can't deny what I just told you. I just told you the undisputed truth. There's nothing false that I told you. All right. Now, you're not going to experience everything. You're going to experience bits and pieces of what I told you. Kayla says the only time a man should trust a woman is when his penis is inside of her, period. Okay. I like that. Even then, you might not be able to do it. Even then, you might not be able to do it. We got our brother Savage. uh, Wait a minute. Let me see. I skipped some guys. All right. Angel, did I get that? OB twice says, Coach. This message hit hard today. Glad I did not go through this during my divorce. I kept what I had, and she kept what she had, and we just both walked away. Did you have kids? Did you have kids? He says, sisters are quiet tonight. I wonder why. Hey, OB Trice, did did you have kids when you divorced? That's a big one right there. The bad guy, never married and no kids, 53, debt-free. Thanks for validating my choice. Indeed. All right, shout out to Thrilla. He says, just a bit of tuition. Coach, we'll share this video. Savagely Hustling says, listen to the coach. The marriage will is undefeated in my situation before the situation. I bought a a new house, cash, 375K in Dallas that she wanted. Then I got hit a month later with the, I'm not happy. (laughs) Yep. Jungle Strut says salute to ucga and the coach gang no kids so there you go right there shout out to jungle strut says salute to cga and the coach gang so the guy that said he divorced and he she went her way i went my way they didn't have kids so that's the key if you don't have kids you can walk away you can walk away if you do have kids it's going to be difficult to just have a woman just say all right now i let me just be Full disclosure, I have known of women who divorced and they have kids and it's amicable. 
So it isn't impossible. It's improbable, but it's impossible. It's not, wait a minute, it's improbable. (laughs) Whatever I'm saying there. I I know a situation where the woman was cool. So it's not that you're always going to go through hell. Thriller says, I got you already. Savagely hustling, got you. Obi Trice says, sisters are quiet. I wonder why. We got our brother, the educate, the education movement. Coach, you are right. I was with my ex-girl for five years, and we owned a business together, and she got 22 out of 25 people to dislike me and didn't talk to me. She reached out to people on Facebook and my brothers to tell them I needed help, and she wanted $10,000 engagement ring that I never gave to her, but she still wanted it because it was specially made for her. No kids, I thank Cheese. This whole situation made me a stronger man. Your teachings have helped me. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah, a unicorn. Patrick Pierre, happy late birthday to the CGA, the eight-time demonetized champion of the world. A shout-out to you, man. Appreciate you. He says, Gregorio Graybeard, Alberto. Del Rio voice, yeah. I wish I could do that. Let me check Cash App and all this stuff, and I'm going to tell you one more important point. And this may make you sympathize for this woman. I don't have sympathy, though. All right, so we're going to end with the last point here. You want to know why she's going through this particular turmoil in her life? I'm going to break it down. Ladies, listen up. I'm going to tell you about yourselves because I know you. I know you, mother sucker. Okay? I know what's going on. See, let's go back. The marriage wheel. Let's go back to the marriage wheel. You know what's happening? is this is called attention deficit. She's going to go through an attention deficit, and this is going to cause her to malfunction. Now, let's describe it. During the connection phase, initially, she's getting a lot of attention. Okay? All the attention you're giving her is attention that she's just, it's going crazy. Her her norepinephrines and her aeropinephrines and epipinephrines and endorphins and, and, and dopamine and all of that shit, serotonin going crazy from attention. Okay, you got it? So you're giving her attention. You're shower me with your love. Ninja, you giving her, you're just showering her. And then everybody's noticing. She's like, look at my engagement ring. Oh my God, he's perfect. We're going here, we're going there, we're doing this, doing that. Is that a, everything's an adventure. You're just giving her attention. Just boom, boom, boom. Her family, how's your guy? How's your guy? How's your guy? How's your husband? Oh, how's your fiance? How's this? What you going to do? Where are you going? You going on a honeymoon? Going to marriage? What are you doing for your marriage? She getting attention. When is the marriage? She's sending invitations. Licking envelopes. She did a reservation. Everything's just on fire. Then you go to the next phase. On fire. Norepinephrine. Epipinephrine. Dopamine, serotonin, ninja, she just getting bombarded. New houses, new cars, new kids, new life, new titties, new every goddamn thing. Everything is new. This is like a kid in a candy store. She just getting boom, 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 boom. When the kids come, hey, how's the kids? Let me come see the kids. Bring the kids to me. And everybody's just pulling and tugging her. And I want to see you. I want to see them kids. Bring the kids to vacation. She going on vacation, trips. She's going to get in the houses, cars, remodeling, putting floors in, painting walls, pregnancy, doctor's appointments. She getting in tension. 
She getting attention, 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 attention. Then you go to the next phase, the bait and switch. She starts getting negative attention. <laughs> okay. Affairs, affairs from other nicks. All right. Work husband. Oh, she starts losing weight, getting her body back, haircut, claiming her life. Everything's good. Everything's new. She starts doing all this shit. Okay. She might start making money. Everything's on fire. But what's going to start happening is, is during this phase, she's going to start getting less attention from you, from the kids. Her kids are now ain't paying attention. They ain't listening to mommy. Kids are going off to school. Nobody wants you to come bring them badass kids to grandmama's house. All right, when they babies come bring them over, but these badass kids is now eight, nine, ten. Now keep these kids away from me. You stop giving her attention. Somebody else starts giving her attention. So she goes into an attention deficit for the most part. Everything that she was doing for the last five to 12 years was constant attention. Now the attention starts going away and she gets back to reality. Not only that, she could be fatter, older, crow's feet, wrinkled up, crumpled up stomach, looking like crumpled up turnip, uh, uh, homework. Uh, she's, you know what I mean? She's older, fatter, like, like titty sagging. So the attention starts to dissipate for the first time in her life in a long time. In a long time. She might be getting attention because somebody want to fornicate with her, but the real attention starts going down. This is what's happening now. And the only way she can get attention now is through negativity. Like, just, just triggering you and gaslighting you and saying she's not happy but not providing solutions. She starts getting attention from therapists and divorce attorneys and her friends. What's wrong? I don't know what's wrong. She rocking and shit, right? And then she goes through these series. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's if I lose weight. Maybe if I would look better. Maybe if I got a facelift. And maybe if I got my titty stomach tucked. Maybe if I got my titties lifted. She don't know where she going. She has nobody to help. And she's getting less attention. She might claim she's getting attention, but, but she's getting less of it. So she can't figure it out. Just look at what's happening. You go from all attention to almost the, the attention wanes. The house starts getting old. You start needing repairs. The reality world starts hitting. Now we're getting, dealing with reality. Okay, now, now the marriage looks like this. Okay, uh, where's, the, where's the picture? Now it looks like this right here. Okay. Unhappily ever after. And then she's trying to figure out, you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, is this the last guy I'm going to ever be with? You know, am I going to get another guy? Can I, is this it? Maybe I'll try my hand and go find me a real guy that knows how to treat me type shit. Uh, this guy ain't it. He's sitting on the couch with his hand in his pants watching football. These kids driving me goddamn crazy. My kids don't listen. I just need somebody to hug me and love me. I mean, I think the reality hits. The bubble bursts. Kaylee's turned into Karen, right? Tata Alicia. Uh, you know, Tata Alicia start acting funny. Latina chick done tried to stab you for the 50th time. Mm. The, it's, the, 
attention withdrawal, I think that gets them. This is just me talking. But if you look at this, the only way she can get this attention back is doing something drastic. Becoming a feminist, chopping her hair, oh, look now, all right, losing weight, uh, or divorcing you. See, the divorce is going to give her attention again, right? Separation is going to give her attention again. Fighting for custody, the only, I mean, she's going to get attention from everybody, lawyers, judges, and court clerks, and counselors, and therapists. Everybody's going to give her attention. I think this is the recipe. I think this can, this, this is, I just solved it. I solved why they go through this. It's they get they get too much attention, and then when that wanes, they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to deal with it, and really, to really, they're they're yeah, aka the wall, uh, aka the wall. Really, what's happening is, is um, what 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 they're dealing with is well, I was gonna say something else, but anyway, it's kind of like the wall, and there's nobody that can solve this. It's it's essentially like a child with breasts. They, you can't get her back. You can't really. And she's never getting this type of attention back unless she divorces and get remarried again. But, of course, it's not going to be the same. Anyway. I just solved it. I just solved it. Yep, Samantha Lee. She's getting attention from the divorce. And she's also getting attention by making her own um, platform now as a result. So I think there's something there where it's an attention deficit that she experiences and she can't adjust anyway. So I'm not trying to make you feel sorry for them, but um, you know, when you consider that, that they act very childish at times, you know, then you have to understand what it is. <laughs> All right. And then when, yeah. And, and then if, and if they're really out of shape, fat or miserable or depressed or medicated, then it, then it's 10 times worse. And then also when the kids start getting older, you're gonna see, you're gonna see them act out more. You're gonna see them act out again. Potentially the codependency, sabotaging of kids' futures. You're gonna see them act out more as the kids get older. Cause they see the end. They're like, uh-oh. They might take you back for child support, or they might, they might make the kids, uh, you don't have to go away for college. Oh, you could just stay here and live with me. Right? Then you'll see them be codependent with their child. They'll let the kids smoke, dope, drink, fornicate. Uh, just stay here. No, no, no. Don't go to the military. Just stay here. Yep. Just work at Subway. Just work at Subway. Stay here. Bring bitches back, even their daughter. Go ahead. Bring your boyfriend back. He can move in. Move your boyfriend in. Yep. Because <laughs> it's attention deficit. She knows she really about to be screwed because these kids about to age out and they ain't going to be there for her. So she's getting really panicking now. Uh-oh. What we got here? Look, I think we got everybody. <laughs> I did. Uh, yep. Look, he says, yep, mom style sabotaging the kids. So then she's going to sabotage the kids, meaning they have no plan, no savings, no college fund. And she collected child support five, 10, 15 years. And then she'll, ah, kids, okay, you don't need to go to university. Just stay here. Go to the local junior college and work at Subway. Yep. That's going to be codependency. Son, husband shit. Right? Oh, feel bad. Oh, mom ain't doing good. Watch. She gonna catch a disease. She gonna go to the hospital and shit. She gonna start, uh, oh, oh, damn, I can't. Oh, man, I'm a little bit sick and depressed. And then the kids are gonna be like, oh, man, I gotta stay around for mama. Dude, they're really psychotic when it comes to this, but I won't call it psychotic. They're just children. They're just children. 
and that's how they act. And, and because children get away with stuff, no accountability. So they act like children and people in, in, and they uh, get away with it. All right. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, look, I appreciate y'all for being through this. This was impromptu all off the top of the dome, but I appreciate y'all. We'll be back in the morning. Shout out to the coach gang. Hit the like button and peace.